Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast. This is episode 102, and we apologize for the train wreck that was 101, but our normal programming has resumed. And today we're joined by Mr. Tyler, for, aka Overtime. Uh, Graham, Richie, Cody, and myself, Luke, are here. So, let's just get into it. I'm a little biased, but I don't like your intro. They're so <laughs> yeah, flat. I thought, I thought... It was very bland. It was very bland. We can keep, you know, keep it going, but I g- give us some life. You know, put some flair on it. I like yeah. scream. I like Feel blow people's out. Ab- speakers out when like it starts. A, a Madonna concert right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday. It'll be the fight between the blue collar boys and the overtime. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. We need, that's gotta be. That's the level of uh of intensity we need for the intro. That's even better than me. You should do the intro, Cody. Sorry, right, well, I was actually just putting on my AC because I'm sweating ball sacks right now because for some reason it's November and it's like 70 degrees out. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but here we are. Global warming, I guess. I uh, it's know. not that warm over here, so I don't know what you're doing wrong, but uh, oceans and shit. But anyways, so, yeah, Luke, you go. I was gonna say, what's the rig, Tyler? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa tell whoa. us a, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into wheeling, because then that usually builds up to your current rig. So let's do that. Fine, just fuck the announcer today. Yeah, yeah fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, y'all, y'all, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you ready to do this thing? Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I guess we'll start. Kind of how I got into wheeling. We'll, we'll turn on into the rig, but uh. You know, probably, probably well back. I think it was back in high school. I had one of my best friends in high school. Man, he had a uh, a '97 TJ, and we we had no freaking clue what we were doing. Um, but he had a TJ. Another buddy with a freaking full body Bronco. Um, a couple other buddies, Rangers and stuff like that. And we just used to do reckless stuff all the time. You know, we never never really did anything serious. But you know, we ride around dirt roads behind a local airport. You know. Every now and then we'd look down like George Washington National Forest to hit like the fire roads, but you know we never we never did anything worthwhile. Uh, but that definitely got me hooked. Right? So that's what kind of get me into jeeps and off roading and, and four wheel and stuff like that. You know, I've always always been into cars, always been into engines, always been into messing with stuff ever since I was a kid. So I mean, it was only a natural progression that I was either going fast or I was going to run something big over. But uh, yeah, I got my I got my first jeep. Couple years later, I think I was like a sophomore in college, um, and that's really where it started. It was an 04 TJ. I don't know. I don't know. Have y'all ever seen my old TJ? I don't, I don't so. believe so. No. no. Yeah, if you go back, you go back into the depths on my Instagram, man. That's kind of where it all started. I had an 04 TJ I got when I was a sophomore in college, and uh, I just sold it like two, three years ago. But um, I had that all through college. It wasn't anything crazy. A little light cracky, light khaki metallic man. It was bone stock. Got some thirty ones. Drove to college for a few years. I just enjoyed it. And then uh, once I got out of school, man, uh, I got in with a gang of guys down here. Um, I'm from like Hampton Roads area down like southeast Virginia. Um, and I got in with a group of guys down here that I work with. Some boys I went to school with and. And we all got the bug, man. I got one one boy, Scott. He he kind of done us all over for good. He went and came right out of college. He had a he had an O four LJ and threw it on tons, forty inch MTRs and all that. So once he built that, obviously we were done for. You know, we we said we're not doing forest roads no more. We're gonna go build something big. So um, 
I was at a point in my life where I was living in a, an apartment at first. Um, so I had like a little one car garage at the apartment, man. And, you know, it didn't have nothing, nothing I could actually have real tools in. I think it had one 120 volt outlet, but uh, that was nice because I didn't get charged electricity for it. So I just ran a heater like six months out of the year. <laughs> so that was great. It was always nice and warm in there. But um, yeah, I built that TJ up pretty much as far as you could build a TJ and still have like stock as suspension. I was on 37s, built Dana 44s, um, freaking Airbnb's front and rear. I had 35 spline chromolis in the back. Them things were as big as 14 volt shafts. I never, I couldn't believe I never broke one of them, but Built 44s, you know, I was running a nice savvy arms and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was still a TJ, right? And it was still pretty nice. And that's when we really started getting into, like, you know, more hardcore style wheeling, you know, the stuff that we're riding now. And it got to the point where I was the only guy in a half-ton rig. Um, you know, all, all my buddies had either built two buggies. Um, I got one boy with a freaking... Uh, a freaking uh, half-ton blazer that got full tubed out, and we talk about that a little later. And then a couple other guys who built YJ's tons of 40s, and I was rolling around on that little TJ man, and, and she was still pretty nice. So uh, you know, I was—I don't want to say I was scared of body damage back then, but uh, definitely didn't look forward to it. So I knew where I wanted to be. Where I wanted to be was I wanted to be in an LS rig on tons, you know, 40s or bigger, stickies and all that. And, I kind of made a decision to myself that's like, am I really going to destroy this thing and cut everything out of it, and rip every piece out of it? Mm -hmm. Or should I just start from scratch? So I, I don't know. Y'all ever hit that point? You haven't hit it yet, but mine's, Me I think either. mine's past the point of uh, <laughs> caring. It, it's, it's, it's about gone. I mean, I, I'm, I might hit a point where I don't want to work on it anymore and I just need to transfer things over. But yeah. I'm pretty committed to the body I have, and at this point, it's trashed. So I'm just gonna keep going with it. Play I there. I definitely um uh completely understand the one guy with tons and everybody. You know, you you have to sort of follow up. It wasn't quite the same for me, but when I first linked up with uh the the club that we're all a part of, because in New England you gotta have a club to actually go and wheel and do cool shit. Uh, really. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. It's it's a totally different world up here because whack, right? I mean, it's you're you're in you know liberal country. It's there's it's it's frowned upon. So the only way to okay. do it is through private property. So uh, I'll give a quick synopsis. A lot of people listening probably already know what the NEA is, but essentially, uh, it's a bunch of clubs that uh, have sort of organized, talked with private property owners, and bought property. I think they've got two properties now um, that they they just straight up own. And, and so we have like a, you know, a good handful of smaller properties to pick from. Um, so either way, I met up with a bunch of these guys and our buddy Colin, who we've had on the podcast several times. I mean, I was in, my Jeep was pretty, it was, it wasn't stock, but it was basically stock. It was, it was like yeah. 33s, like barely anything. And I see this, this other, you know, his, this dude who I don't even know roll in on a Cherokee with a hybrid and 37s and like 60, 60 rear 44 front. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, that's, that's where I want to be. Right. And then, then the, everything changes from there. You just, you're off in a completely different, you go off the deep end pretty much when you see that shit and it's, and it's in front of you and it's tangible and you can talk to the guy, right? At least that, that's what it was for me. 
That's, See, that's the point in your life where you, you make the, the decision that you just want to be poor for the rest of your days. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> See, See, for me, it's the opposite. Instead of the one guy with tons, it's all my <laughs> yes. tons. And then I'm just like chilling 30, 30, or yeah, 30 front, 44 rear with 35s. I'm like, all right, boys, let's go have some fun. Woo! Yeah, you, you just did it backwards. You know, you're uh, it's, it's probably intimidating for, for you and some of the other smaller guys that we've got rolling around now. But you'll get there. It takes a while. I gotta tell you, back then I got pretty dang good at changing out front stub shafts in my forty-four. <laughs> there were plenty of times when I was leading the rigs around different trails, man, and I got up on a big ledge and broke a stub, pulled off to the side. By the time the seven or eight rigs went by, I had a new stub in it. We were hitting that. We were hitting it again. So, <laughs> you get pretty good when you got it when you're changing the stub every trip. Oh yeah, I mean, it keeps the parts fresh, right? Easy to take them off, throw a new one in. You know what it needs. You just yeah, don't quick. worry about your bolts rusting up either. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's the best part. None of my stuff got seized up because it's coming out every three weeks. Right? <laughs> so I think the best part about that, and talking about it, just reminded me, man, was because there was a point with that TJ. I, I used to daily drive it. Um, I daily drove it on thirty seven. It was the only vehicle I had back then. And uh, I got in a freaking wreck with it. I had uh, some lady was driving in front of me. God, that was probably 2009, 2010. And that was about you know, 2012 after I graduated college. This lady driving in front of me, man, she fell asleep. Something. And I'm running 65 mile an hour down the highway. She she veered off the road and hit one of them guardrails head on, like them concrete guardrail barriers. And uh, spun, spun back in the road. And, you know, I can only swerve, but so much. I ended up hitting her head on in that TJ. And freaking, that's when it had a Dana 30 in it. Still had a freaking Dana 30 in the front. It bent the front axle in half, ripped all the suspension mounts off the frame, bent the frame. Wow. Freaking, uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. But, uh, you, you know, it sucked. You know, it was my first day back from vacation. It wasn't a great time. But, uh. you know, it worked out in the end because, you know, fortunately I was renting a house at that point. And, uh, you know, I do all my work, own work on everything. I don't, I don't really let anybody touch any of my vehicles unless it's, like, something simple, like putting tires on the dang thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I ended up casting out with insurance, man. They freaking, they came, like, 200 bucks from total in the rig. I cashed out with insurance for parts and labor and ended up buying a, a crate G2 Dana 44 for the front. Um, you know, thought it was big stuff back then. You know, <laughs> big dog Dana 44 style. And, uh <laughs> I think, I, I don't know if it's happened to other people, but, uh, you know, once I had that set up in the front, I had that, that G2 44 in the front, I, it, it got to the point where G2 started denying me warranty claims on axle shafts. Um, <laughs> I was probably, I was probably eight or nine axle shafts deep. And to be honest, that probably over the course of three years and I, and I couldn't believe they were still sending them to me. Um, <laughs> it, it got to a point where I called him one day and, uh, this dude's talking to me. And I guess he pulls up my, you know, customer number or whatever. And he's like, sir, can, can you please wait a minute? <laughs> like, you know, I'm on hold for like 15 minutes and like the manager gets on. And like they start asking me 20 questions like I'm the Russians invading Ukraine right now. And, and <laughs> they're like, they're like, like, we need pictures of your rig. We need pictures of where you were wheeling. Like, like. We don't believe it's possible for somebody to break these many shafts. And I was like, they got the point. Where basically, they thought that like me and all my boys were going riding, and we like were all breaking axle break it. shafts. Yeah, and I was just I was getting free axle shafts for the squad the whole time. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! But uh, we went round and round and round. I sent them pictures. I sent them videos. We went back and forth, four or five phone calls. 
And every every time before that, it was pick up the phone, forty five second conversation, new ones on the way, no problem, sir. And uh, <laughs> it got to the point where you know we we met a stalemate, and you know I had a a box full of broken axle shafts, but I took every single broken one out and I laid it on the hood of my Jeep and I sent a selfie with me and all my broken shafts in front of their axle in my Jeep, and I said I don't know what the problem is here. Here they are. If you're happy now, send me a new shaft. Otherwise, stop bothering me. And they uh, they informed me that this would be the last time they would be doing business with me. But they did send me. <laughs> they did send me one. So that worked out, right? Yeah, yeah. that's nice. That's nice of them. <laughs> yeah, that worked out. But uh, yeah, man, that TJ, I love that day, man. That was my first Jeep. Um, Freaking, I got the overtime license plate that used to be on it right up on the wall here. But I guess I got a decent story with that. I'll, I'll fill you yeah, all I was going to say well, where that comes from. We can talk about that later. Okay. But uh, so, yeah, man, it, that that TJ led the door open for me, man. We went to Harlan, Kentucky, Windrock. Y'all ever heard of Big Dogs up in uh, Gore, Virginia, at the Cove Campground? We've I've heard, heard of, of it, but I yeah, used to live much. out there in that thing. Roush. Um, Man, I can't think of where else. We used to have like a local place down here in Hampton Roads at one of the Jeep dealerships. We had a pretty neat course. I used to help help the guys manage and build back there. But uh, you know, that Jeep went everywhere, man, and, and ran some some pretty awesome trails. And it had a little five speed in it. You know, that's back when I was a uh, you know I used the I used to use the man pedal. Now I'm just a sissy using my fingers and hands. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't beat that. Any y'all's rigs? Any y'all's rig stick shift? Yep. Yep. Both yep. me, Luke. Yeah, me and Luke. Not me, I'm um, gay. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I got you. I'll slide to you on the side after. That's slide to me on the There's nothing like, there's nothing like, you know, you know 4,000 RPM cluster ops in third gear. There's, there's nothing oh. like that that really gets you going. Hmm. We were just at Good Evening Ranch and like, love that place. Traction. The traction there is pretty good, like all yep. things considered. But I can't fucking drive, so the entire time that my rig was wheeling was just one clutch dump to the next clutch dump. That's good. Um, <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned the uh, head-on collision because I had a '98 XJ, and we were on some fire roads on our way up to Richie's campsite because his parents had a uh, campground in Massachusetts. We came around the corner, and there was a car coming head-on to us on, like, this blind corner on our side of the road. We hit them head-on, and I went through the same insurance shit as you did and kept driving the Jeep afterwards. But I spent a lot of time fixing that thing up, and that's what led me in a weird way to having a one-ton XJ uh, after two other rigs and a bunch of stupid shit. So... It's just entertaining and similar. Oh yeah, no, it's cool. It's like you know, my my rig definitely ended up ended up for the better, but it you know probably put me in a worse spot because it just got me more hooked and I just spent more money. But you know, that's yeah. all right. I already had the Trust Forty Four under it, but I ripped the frame up and everything, and then I got an inspection sticker a year or two later, and after that, it was like I built this. We're not going to go too far into it, but we're going to call it a ZJ buggy, and the oh. thing was terrible. Um, and then I took that apart and built the current. I've got the blue XJ on tons with coilovers in the rear, 
and it started out as like 35s and everything and then from there it just kind of downbound spiraled i ripped like two track bar mounts off said fuck this i'm putting tons under it and uh here we are heck yeah um that track bar was the stupidest thing ever it was that made no sense it literally it sheared really... like and i was actually just uh just um, making fun of Trail Trash, or not making fun of him, but um, you know, bugging him for not mounting that to those two holes on the Cherokee, and I think TJs have them too, and probably YJs if they have a track bar, right? Yeah. Um, underneath the motor mount, it's like a motor mount bolt and a um track bar mount bolt. Maybe they don't have it because it's not a unibody, but either way, like it just sheared off of that. Like it's just, it's how thick was that? It had to be like three sixteenths quarter inch. Yeah, it's like not thin metal and it just sheared it right off didn't care yeah the, the newer freaking frame side track bar mounts on like a uh, 03 and up tj are like this like nodular iron big old oh that's right uh -huh. yeah they yeah. They're, they're a pain in the ass and they damn are. right if i rip that thing in half <laughs> yeah. i rip that thing in half my old tj i you know I, it was about to rip completely off i just bent it back with a big old hammer welded it back <laughs> together and said that's good enough for this yep <laughs> Ended up, I ended up doing like a support that tied into the passenger side of the frame. I had no freaking clue what I was doing. I had a little piece of like three quarter by three quarter, like one twenty wall box tubing, and I'm like, "Yeah, that'll do." Pig welded <laughs> to one side and slid it all the way across and welded it to the track bar mounts. Perfect, good to go. <laughs> but, but yeah, man. So that's that's what got it going. That's what got it started, and uh, it never really did, got more than that, man. It just stayed built forty fours, thirty sevens, and I wheeled it living dog piss out of it um for years um and if i guess you know you want to talk about like you know i guess the birth of overtime like that's where it was from um like my like instagram and all that it was from building that thing and then freaking i like i said before man i knew i wanted to be in a, a rig uh, with ls on tons and i was like okay like this thing is still kind of nice because i had a i had full corners on the back of that tj i had metal club fenders full corners um, so, I mean, it, it, I mean, it didn't really have any body damage, man. I mean, the rockers and everything protected it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the money for aluminum at the time, but I got to tell you these days, anytime I see an aluminum freaking quarter, uh, the tub is absolutely destroyed. So that was probably a good thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that's what, uh, that's what we did build a new rigs. I was shopping around and I knew I wanted a clean slate and, um, I was looking, looking, looking. I wasn't in a rush to buy anything, man. I was, you know, collecting parts on the side. You know, a 14-bolt came across Marketplace for a good deal, or I guess it was Craigslist back then. Craigslist is dead now. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, um, it is. Came across, like, a late-model 14-bolt factory disc brakes. Went and bought that. Came across a Super Duty 60. Went and bought that. Came across, you know, some MP241 transfer cases. Went and bought those. Freaking 241Cs now, don't get it twisted. We're not a 4 to 1 guy around here. Um, <laughs> I've seen you drive. There ain't no way that's a 4 to 1. No, we like we like wheel speed around here. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I was collecting parts for like five years. I didn't even have like a Jeep. I was just like, I know I want to be on tons. I'm going to go find it, man. I freaking, I won a raffle at an event. It was like, buy three race lines, get one free. I don't know, buy two race lines, get one free. So, freaking, I had wheels before I even had a rig. Had a stack of wheels in the corner, but um, I came across a 1990 YJ um, 
that coincidentally was like two miles from my house. Um, I was at work. My buddy sent it to me. It was a 90 YJ roller. Um, it was a four cylinder rig. It was gutted. It didn't have no motor. Only had like a driver and a passenger seat. Uh, was the 30 and 35 in it. Set of bald tires on it. You know, no, no transfer case, no transmission, no drive shafts, nothing. And, uh, I think I picked that rig up for like four or five hundred bucks. Like it was, I mean, it was a completely rust free tub, completely rust free frame. And uh, the dude was super sketchy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was a good deal. So it's a good deal and it had a title. So sign me up. But uh, yeah, I snagged that thing a couple miles from my house, brought it home. And like, I guess that's when I got real serious about building what I have now. Um, so I parked it, parked in the yard. I don't know maybe six months before I really pulled it in the garage and started cranking on it. But, uh, yeah, man, I kept collecting parts. I ended up finding a, uh, I think it was a 2003 Silverado. It was down in like Dinwiddie, Virginia. Um, and, uh, a guy was, he, he, he was funny, man. He's an old country boy. And I hit him up and the pictures of it, it was pretty tore up. And he was like, yeah, man, I was, I was real drunk the other night and I drove it down into ditch and it's not worth fixing. I said, okay, all right. But I bought a freaking running and driving an 03 Silverado with 110,000 miles for 900 bucks. I mean, I was like, you, you can't beat that. So I went down, I dragged that thing out of a farmer's field. There was like 10 inches of snow from the day before, but there was no, not a chance in hell that I was going to miss out on that deal. Yep. But, Drag that thing home, and that's actually still the motor that's in it now. Which, you know, those of y'all who see me beat on it, I'm I'm just as astonished that it's still alive. That's because uh, you left it. Did you leave it stock? So I did not touch the rotating, like the uh, the long block. I didn't touch the uh, I didn't touch nothing below the heads. I'm just got a can push Steve, rods and springs in it. That's it. Steve, you're a smart man. You're you're proving the fact of just leave it simple. And it'll stay alive because everybody else, like we just spoke with, uh, I'm a piece of shit for, for forgetting his name. Uh, the guy with the gray XJ. Which one? The one that yeah, was just saying, he has like the fucking one we just spoke to on oh, episode Nickel 100. Black. Thank you. Uh, he was saying that he's that on his like nice. third, third motor or whatever was that. So yeah, seems to be that just leaving it simple, leaving it kind of stock on the internals and you're good to go. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I figure if it, you know, if it lasted 100,000 miles, I mean, I could probably at least get 10,000 more. <laughs> hey, that's all it needs. <laughs> Collecting parts for a hot minute. And then, uh, you know, I, I was stupid because at that point I kind of, I didn't retire my TJ. You know, it was nice because I spent about a year building the, uh, the YJ I've got now. But, um, you know, I've just got like a one and a half car garage at the house, right? So I don't have no big shop or anything like that. So I don't have room for both, especially if, you know, I'm building a freaking rig from scratch, right? So if I was smart, I would have like cleaned up my TJ and, you know, all them, you know, all that exposed metal on my fenders and frame and suspension. I would have painted that before I put it outside, um, you know, <laughs> living down in the salt air by the, by the beach. It doesn't do too good. That thing turned into a rusty pile, you know, probably... Took me two months worth of work when I actually finished the wire to go sell it to get it actually presentable to clean up and sell it. But um, yeah, man, that's when I started working on the YJ. Freaking just completely gutted it, ripped every piece of plumbing, wiring, everything off. It cut all the suspension mounts off. Freaking, I hacked the uh, I hacked the front frame off in front of the freaking motor mounts. 
hacked the rear frame off right under like the right under the freaking seats, the front seats. So there's only like four feet of freaking factory frame left on the bad girl. Um, and I just started started going at it, right? So you know, you know, I don't know how deep you want to get, but oh, as deep as you want to tell us, we're here for. Oh, it. Don't tease me with a good time. <laughs> Listen, I don't <laughs> but, think we're gonna bottom that conversation out, so you're good. <laughs> Hell yeah. So cool, yeah, man. So I started working on it. You know, I'm running a uh, double triangulated four ruling out back. Um, I worked with uh, worked with Rough Stuff to get all the all the stuff to go link it out, man. Those guys were awesome to work with. Um, I don't I don't think I know too many people that don't like them. Um, but double triangulated four link in the rear. Um, got a surprisingly, I got a three link in the front. Um, I think I was kind of stupid when I first started. I wanted to go four link, but uh, my uh, my slow brain when it comes to fabricating at that time in my life we couldn't really figure out a good way to make it fit, to get good clearance on the motor, get good suspension geometry, and get the, the travel and everything I wanted. So I ended up with a three link in the front. Um, I mean, it, it, I don't really think it's held me back at all. Um, but, you know, it was deciding between a – a triangulated four link that had absolutely terrible characteristics with a pinion angle changing like 10 degrees through travel and an all big old mess or a three link that only had only had a you know one degree of, of uh caster pinion change through its full 16 inches of travel and you know barely any side to side movement i was like okay yeah let's make this smart decision here <laughs> so so on that note real quick it's yeah. I went through and did the numbers. My pinion rotates upwards towards the body about five degrees throughout its entire travel. Yeah. But it's not been the worst thing ever because it will not kill the front drive shaft. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah, as long as it stays pointed, you run a double card and shaft up front or a, sing or a single joint? I'm running a double front and rear. Yeah. Um, and both of them point towards the pinion or point the pinion towards the transfer case through their cycle. Yeah. I was more focused on the anti dive and anti squat numbers. Yeah. But that was just my take on it. That it was a nice bonus to get that it would do that. Yeah, so. mine mine's the opposite. I don't I don't think it I wish it moved a little bit because it doesn't and my down travel is limited because the thing doesn't move and I bind that bottom U joint out way too fast. Uh, it's I mean I say way too fast. Water. It's still like eleven inches of my functional twelve of travel that I want out of the fourteen inch coil, but uh like it could be a little better. Oh yeah. What's how what joints are you running on the front of that thing? The front is a. Um, it's small, it's a thirteen ten. It's tiny. Okay. Well, so which is probably mind, part it. of my problem. Yeah. Yeah. There's some thirteen fifties and fourteen Yeah, yeah, I got it. I already had the shaft, so when I did all the work I didn't wanna I'd already spent a shitload of money. I didn't want to spend a ton more. But now I'm watching I, I just grenaded the rear shaft at good evening. Like twice. Yeah. The second one doesn't count. The first one was I don't know what happened there. It just uh you know, for for context, the the slip yoke on the drive shaft just just exploded. Yeah, like the U joint went after on the other end. The other the U joint on the axle side totally fine, unscathed. That was a 1350. It didn't care, but it just shattered at the at the slip. I'm not sure how that happens, but it did. When uh, was that? 
I don't know. When was uh, that? Middle of October? Three weeks ago. Because I'll tell you, two weeks ago, I broke my rear shaft the same exact way. Hmm. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen one break. Yeah. <laughs> U-joints, U-joints are fine. 14-10s are fine. Shaft was fine. The freaking the male portion of the slip sheared directly in half. <laughs> the female end of it just yep. clean down the center. That's wild. It beats me. Uh, they're they're sending me a new one. They were like, "Oh, you should probably upgrade the U joints." I was like, "Was well, like the U joints didn't explode? <laughs> the fucking slip blew up." Uh, so U joints were just too strong. Well, the second yeah. one died, but that only because I was on the throttle afterwards while I was flying around. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the I'm sure the the force didn't help it, but it was just it was weird. Uh, that the copious amounts of noise from your rear end wasn't concerning to you. Oh, I didn't really hear it. I was, I was, it was third gear uh, rev no, limiter, it, low, low, I like. like it. I like it. I like <laughs> it was it. going. When it broke, it was one continuous action. It wasn't like a oh no 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 stop, get out of it. It was like there was one loud bang and it was done. Yeah, it was weird because the video doesn't make it look like it was that intense either. I guess I don't know if that's uh, uh I was it's just a video thing. Know. It was pretty wild to watch from outside because you got that thing almost fucking twelve o'clock. It didn't look like from it. Our angle. Yeah, it didn't look like it from the video, but yeah, I guess so. I I was watching it from below, so that might have changed mm. perspective. But like you were, you went. And just fucking stood on it. It picked the whole nose up. It hopped, and then it just fucking get out everything in the rear end. And here, I thought I was clear because the front was up. I thought the front would be the hard part, and the back would just climb. No, not at all. He said, "Not today." Yep, pretty much. Not today. No, and it was wild because the rear hit the back of the ledge, and that is what lifted the front end up. The front end was already up there. What do you mean? So, um, anyways, yeah. Very, very sidetracked from uh, our opinion angle talk of three links, which we started from. So let's let's go back there. You stuck with the three link because it was a so better we'll, geometry. Well, uh, see, because I, I got this problem. It's called my right foot, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I definitely like to go fast. Um there may or may not have been nights at Harlan on some of the long service roads where I'm in third gear on 43s on the rev limiter at 7,000 RPM, <laughs> uh, hauling the mail through the trees. I think that's somewhere I, I ran the numbers. That's like 65 mile an hour. So, uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big caster angle guy. I think that's it's nice to keep it stiff. Yeah, yeah. Then you then you can steer and you know works as expected <laughs> and, so. not yeah. and not die. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask because I'm starting to get into some of the go fast stuff a little bit myself. Um, like were what are your numbers looking like for the anti squat and anti dive? Because I would I, think that plays. I'd a be lying point. if I told you I know off the top of my head right now. I mean, okay, it's been like six fair. years since I built it. Um, I've still I got just... the freaking uh, was it four link calculator, three link calculator from Pirate from back in the day. Yeah. I still got that saved on my computer, but I'd be lying to you if I tell you I I don't want to guess off the top of my head. Um, but when I started building my suspension, the front's at one twenty two for anti dive, and the rear's sitting at a perfect one hundred. Yeah. Um, 
but I noticed it started to kind of fuck me a little bit when I go fast because it's almost like there's a little bit of a delayed brake response. Really? Because of the weight transfer? It Yeah. So it, it like fights against do, it. So the rear is almost a true neutral, but the front, when you go to hit the brakes, it doesn't want to dive. It almost wants to lift a little bit. Yeah, it pushes against it. And it's a really weird thing because if you're driving it, like when I was using it as a uh, daily, if you hit the brakes, the body would stay perfectly level on leafs. Now it kind of pushes the back down just ever so slightly. So if you go to lock the brakes up at like 65, it kind of hunkers down in the rear. It's It's a little weird just as far as the wheel input goes and everything. Oh, yeah, that doesn't give you a good seat in the pants feel. <laughs> no, it's a weird seat in the pants feel, but once you... Or, like, I did it a couple of times, and then I started to be okay with it, so I just spent the rest of the weekend flying around in fifth and... uh two, Or four low, and, you know, it was okay. okay. I didn't kill Cody. You're right. Exactly, but did you die? No. Nope. <laughs> That's a win. That's a big dub. It's a massive dub, and I think maybe if I went with stiffer coilovers in the rear, it would help, but I don't know if I want to stiffen anything on that Jeep up. I kind of want to make it, like, I want to put air bumps up front, uh, especially because I noticed today that it's ripping the uh, shock mounts out, so... You know. Uh, who needs those? Well, you should just, you know, put yeah, coilovers on the front and... and make it all remove make remove that from the equation remove the shocks didn't you rip your air bump off yeah but that's because i was dumb it's fine i fixed it now it's not going to do that again never say never it probably won't do it again <laughs> <laughs> probably not Maybe. <laughs> um so i also have to ask what motor is in there that's holding up to 7,000 RPMs continuously at Harlan. <laughs> so it's a, uh, a 5.3 LM7, man, out of an 03 Silverado. Um, got to say it early, man, it's just cam springs and uh, push rods. Um, it started its life naturally aspirated. Um, I always knew that I wanted to put a blower on it. Um, so maybe about two years in, I threw a uh, LSA, factory LSA supercharger. I picked, off, uh, picked up off Craigslist. Um, freaking up in New Jersey. That was an insane deal. I ended up driving basically through the night to go get it as soon as I found it. But uh, I was running stock pulleys. I'm running a stock LSA lower pulley stock. You know, I think it's a three inch upper pulley. That right around like nine and a half pounds boost, ten pounds of boost. Um, mm. let me see. I mean, she's pretty spicy. It's pretty <laughs> spicy. But uh, quite good when you get on it. At least it did at real bed. But I can't say oh, yeah. that all wasn't influencing my uh thought process there i mean i i cannot confirm nor deny whether it was influencing mine as well but um no it, it, it definitely sounds pretty freaking rowdy i can't remember if i've changed the exhaust up since the last time i ran into you boys out there but i think it's still the same setup but yeah no i threw that i threw that blower on it man i had it uh dyno tune locally um guy josh tonsky i don't know if y'all ever heard of him yeah. So Josh, um, he's a local guy here, and he's down in like Newport News. He owns Horsepower Solutions, and uh, 
they build some they build some ridiculous cars over there. He's the go to guy for any LS kind of any GM based tuning down here. Um, they were battling for the fastest stick shift Corvette in the world for a while. They're battling with Cletus and all those guys. But uh, no, Josh is awesome. I had him tune it for me. Um, I think I took it to him on a set of like 33s and uh, put like 470 to the tire. So fucking wow. rowdy. It's pretty 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 rowdy. Um, so yeah, so I put 470 to the wheel on a set of 33s and thinking probably crank horse probably somewhere around 575, just based on fuel consumption. But yeah, no, it's 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 definitely plenty of power to break every piece in the drive train. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm finding out very rapidly that a four liter can break most things. So I would imagine that you know three times the horsepower. Yeah, definitely. Well, see, that's because your transfer case gear is it's just too low. You got too. Oh, I got two seven twos. His isn't. Oh. Mine is. Oh my lord. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, <laughs> I got just the generic two thirty one. Like I sent my plan. Yeah, but you say that, Luke. But you're also running like, I mean, you you could beef up your your drivetrain, and, and by drivetrain I just mean axles because you're. Are you running China axle fast? No, I'm running Ford's factories. Oh uh, yeah, then yeah. you are then. Okay, there's your problem there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I mean, I, mean, I, I sent a two thirty one planetary to God. It it's now in heaven. <laughs> Well, that's so, not hard. Like, it's only three pinion. You got to get the six pinion out of the I out of the trucks. The outer. It wasn't the inner. It oh was well, the I mean, outer. Well, oh. So like, you know, we can talk shit about the three pinion, but the <laughs> outer planetary is what failed on that fucking train. Well, I don't know and what to tell the you. The jury's out on that. The jury's out. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an inner planetary gear failed and it wiped the outer. Mm. Well, I hope not, because that fucking interplanetary is now inside the replacement. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot. Oh, Jesus! He's <laughs> getting word. Quickly. He has another case. Please take that fucker apart. Uh, abs- yeah. That's that's. My man pulled it apart, looked at it, and said, "Well, teeth are still there. Keep blasting." <laughs> <laughs> <Literally. laughs> Keep blasting. <laughs> It was I, one of those, we're 14 hours into a disassembly and reassembly because I'm jacking the cross member off of the body to get it to fit back in, and I just don't fucking care and want it to go wheeling. That's good. I like that. I like that. Um, You know, so like, there's, you know, possibly a 2x4 still stuck in there, I can't remember, to keep the cross member in position off mm-hmm. the floorboards, so like... That's twenty you bucks. It still is in there. It probably is. Well, the good news is, is when you got to change one out on the trail next time, you'll have that two by four to fix it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, or you're in the middle of nowhere. Surprise! I got my tools. Or if the two by four breaks, you can just cut some of like a tree, just like hack up a, a log really quick and slide that in there, and then it's good to go. Oh, that's quality. I- Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that cross member. I know I've talked about it before, but I'm just going to take a second and say fuck that thing because it's literally ripping the fucking body apart at the, like, I welded this big wing to the stiffeners and it's now peeling the stiffeners as it's blowing the frame in off of the body and ripping the body open. It's great. So you mean to tell me the cross member you built is is blowing the bottom out of your Jeep? Literally, yeah. Wow. 
congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> he most played definitely himself. did. Um, he played himself when he bought a unibody vehicle, actually. Yeah, I played myself when I did that, and then I played myself by, like, putting axles under it that don't care if I drive like an asshole every once in a while. Um, I can relate. I almost played myself. When I, when I bought my YJ, I was torn between building a uh, an MJ or a YJ on tons. And I, uh, yeah, you I, definitely didn't play yourself on that one. I'm now putting, like, bridges from my rock sliders to where it's ripping the cross member out. So, you know. You shouldn't feel too bad, because I'm I mean, I'm sitting here looking at my frame rails right now, and the bad boys look like a rainbow. So, um, you know, they're still pretty straight, but they're, they're a little deformed, to say the least. Yeah, that shit will happen, though. Um, Too much we ripping. Were talking, we were talking with Jason Ramsey and uh, Sam McIntyre. They both said that, like, chassis all have a life, and, you know. Oh, yeah. Is. I mean, they get to the point where she's too beat to keep going and we'll pull all the good stuff out and put it in something else. Exactly. Um, so, let's see. We've kind of covered how you oh, got... I got my question. Oh, feel so, free, Cody. You had reds on it at one point. Oh, yeah. Were, were like the intentions were to keep the reds on it or did you know from the start, like, okay, I got my hands on some reds, but SXs are the way to go? No. Right, so... When I first built it, I built the whole rig for 30 knots. Um, I would love to build it for 42 reds. You know, it was nice back then, what, six, seven years ago, that uh, 42 reds were, you know, relatively affordable in the grand scheme. But uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go to a 20-inch wheel, right? So um, I went with 39 reds. Um, and I built the whole rig for 39 reds, and that was just based on Mount Wheeling, man. You know, I, I'd never seen rigs hook up, like, Rigs on reds, and, and y'all mm -hmm. know this. Anybody that wheels have seen them things. Man, those things are alien, right? It yep. just—it don't make no sense. It can be sloppy mud, it can be snow, it can be rain. If you put them on rocks, don't don't put them in the mud. But if you get them on a rock and you heat them bad boys up, you either gonna break your rig or you're moving. It's one or the other, right? So I built it for thirty nine reds, um, and I ran those reds until they were bald absolutely bald you know there were some points where like they weren't showing cords yet and and don't get me wrong that was a bald red is that's party time right that's yeah <laughs> that is party time then then things hooked up like no other right but a problem was y'all ever heard of them shrinking what they shrink red. over time shrinking I've never heard of this. You, shrinking? You might, you might as well put them in a cold swimming pool because you had shrinkage. All right. So over, I think I ran those reds for like four years, and they were completely bald. I mean, they worked great. You put them in rocks, they worked. But uh, I had a, a set of 37-inch MTRs. I still had my TJ then. I hadn't sold it yet. Um, and it was on 37-MTRs. They were the same height. They're wow. identical. I believe I that though, because like the whole carcass on a red, uh, when they're new, is basically like the tread. If you were to take the yeah. tread off of it, you get down to like a thirty-seven. Yeah, so that makes sense, right? So I got to the point where I was basically running thirty-sevens, and you know, 
and here's where insert all the hatred from the West Coast boys. Um, you know, East Coast wheeling, you got mud, dirt, rocks, like in hillsides, right? I, I don't have giant sandpaper rocks out in the middle of the desert where I'm going to be worried about hitting a cactus. But um, I was dragging diffs over everything. So I wanted more ground clearance. I absolutely love the reds. I got nothing bad to say about it. And uh, I wanted more ground clearance. You know, I'm, we pretty much wheel exclusively East Coast. The farthest we've been is like Middle Tennessee. Um, would love to go AOP farther west. Hmm? AOP or Windrock? Uh, AOP is 100% my favorite place, period. Um, that place is great. But uh, we've been to Windrock too and all that. But now, nah, man, you know, East Coast, I went with the, uh, the 43s. I went with the Siggy 43s. I know what the internet says about Reds versus SXs and all this and that. and um, I got to tell you, I went with the 43s. I do not regret it one bit. Um, it was still right along the lines. I don't want to go buy a set of 20-inch wheels. Um, it's not even just buying 20-inch wheels. I, I want more sidewall. I don't want three more inches of rim that I'm just going to bend. I want more sidewall. So um, got the 43 SXs. Um, I love them. I love them. Uh, they work great out here on the East Coast. Um, there hasn't been an obstacle I've come across that I ran on reds that I couldn't make up on 43s just as easily. On the SXs just as easily. Um, Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, no, I mean, they are... Uh, we beat the dog shit out of these tires, and they just work. Um, I think I've made a, a few believers out of some of the boys I wheel with all the time. You know, we, we still got a couple trap guys out there. Oof. I don't know about all them. <laughs> the, the actual trips are like i don't know it's weird because uh the biggest thing i've heard recently is like the lateral grip they just don't apparently they they can't do it right so if you're on something sideways i guess they slide i don't know i i haven't i have a set of the uh, they're 37s but i've got a set of the sticky traps that yeah um i'd love to run but i just uh i can't because or not that i can't i could but i've got 40s on it now if I go down to a 37, I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot, regardless of whether it's a sticky or not, I think. So uh, it sucks because I want to use them. Um, also, sorry if you can hear that squeak. You guys probably can't, but people in the recording might be able to hear the squeaky toy going crazy in the other room. <laughs> um, yeah, it was your dog blasting a toy or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My roommate's no, no. dog is... Uh, tearing something apart you just got a bunch of new stuff uh oh, yeah. but yeah i don't know that i've i had really good luck with the with the with their dot i've had really good luck with their dots so far i had the the trep radials that are kind of notoriously i don't know people don't like them or dislike them they're just sort of an eh tire i liked them a lot well, that's what that's what all the ultra four boys run I think really? at least ninety percent of the guy, of the ultra four guys who run traps, they're not running sticky traps. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can in most of the competitive stuff, right? It's got to be DOT in like the the lower classes. Well, I think like forty four hundred, you run whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, but like, if you actually look at, yeah. if you look at the lower classes, it has to be a DOT and it's got to be a thirty seven. And I don't know. I blew plenty of sidewalls on those things, but they seem to hold up pretty decent. And I'm running the um, the razors now, which I've always heard good things about and um yeah they've they've performed really well so i don't know i'm a maxis guy i like them but uh i, I definitely don't know 
if the the trips are just a weird tire. Sort of what I'm getting yeah. here is it's. And I got I got a, I got a couple guys I wheel with regularly that run them, and and I mean they get their rigs perform. I mean, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but I just I feel like they should do more. Yeah, but, but for the price, probably. From, yeah, I'm coming from but, Reds, and I mean I've seen Reds run circles around rigs, and then go into these SXs. Um, you know I. I'm surprised when I watch boys on traps. Um, insert hate comments here. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I really don't care what people run. It's not my rig. So if you want to run traps, be my guest. The only thing that I'll throw back in there is there have been a couple of times, and it's been very rare, but I've watched rigs on traps just walk over the rigs on reds. And generally, it's when it's wet and the rocks are clean. Mm. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've seen Reds do better. You gotta get them Reds hot, man. Gotta get them hot. Spool them up. <laughs> what's the... What's the... I'm, I've only been to Rouse a handful of times. And really, I haven't been back for a couple of years. As far as it is, I'd rather go somewhere else. But, um... What's the, the big rock slab they have? That was that Trail 5? There's two yes. of them. There's Trail 5's a big one. And, um... Yeah. Jotter's Way. Jotter's Way, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I ran... I ran trail five hill climb. It was seven degrees outside with six inches of snow on the ground with 39 reds and my rig walked right up. it. That's impressive. I mean, I, I had to get on there and I had to burn them down and get them hot, but it literally walked right up. it. Wow. I was frozen, but, it worked <laughs> but your tires were warm. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is, this is not good. BFG does not recommend this. <laughs> I guess I guess I gotta apologize to Marvin for for talking about how much I love SXs. I mean, I, who's know. Marvin? Yeah, what, why, why is Marvin gonna care? Then Flex Rocks Rollovers guys. Oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh I yeah. Don't you don't uh, follow. They them. don't care about us. So you're good. Right. Nah, those guys are cool. Those guys are all right with me. Those yeah, guys we are, are we've talked to the few people that. Uh, go and hang out with those guys do different wheels with them or wheeling events with them but i don't really followed much of their stuff so i'm not too sure yeah um, i i may or may not have but I, i'm not at liberty to speak about it for a couple more weeks so is one of our other guests he has to wait actually i think he's only got one more week and then he can start showing his pictures and shit like Which that. Horse? uh northeast i'll give you that northeast there was a 24 Helen back up in the Northeast. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. the location... Actually, I think he spoke about it on the they, podcast. No, nah, they haven't dropped it yet. Okay, never mind. We're not. We're going we're gonna to shut this down before we get a, <laughs> <laughs> we get no, a lawyer. I had one of my boys' weddings that weekend. I was going to go to that. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't make it out. But uh, no. We, uh, yeah, we did one of their competitions here. They just dropped, uh, what, last week? The AOP thing? So, yeah, so that was oh, I haven't seen that, that was a good time. So I think that's going to start dropping here in a couple of weeks, like November twentieth. That first video drops. I think there's two episodes. So hell yeah, Sounds cool, like a good time. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna it. ask I'm gonna ask my notorious uh, tire question since we were on the topic of tires for DOT tires. What's your most favorite tire and like what's the worst tire? So that's a hard question for me, right? So when you're looking at like DOT tires, I'm like an off-road rig. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, the only DOT tire I've ever run an off-road rig 
was on my TJ with 37 uh, MTRs, right? So I really don't have a lot of personal experience. Um, I'll tell you this, it's, it sure as hell isn't Patagonia's. Um, but I, I don't think I could, could honestly answer that question based on personal experience. Um, I really haven't run any DOT tires other than, I mean, my MTRs worked well. Um, I'll never preach them as the best thing under the sun. Um, but you yeah, I don't... got the good batch. Yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I cut two sidewalls. I cut two sidewalls on them. And, uh, oh, bad batch, bad batch, <laughs> bad <Yep>. vibes, bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and maybe y'all are onto something because, you know, I was able to find, I had, I, you know, I was looking for two and I, uh, I found a guy down in like, selling four he was asking like 800 bucks for four of them and i was like dude i need two i'll make it worth your while i'll even, i won't even have a 400 and he was like no i'm not separating them and then he called me back like three days later he's like will you give me 400 for all four and i was like yes oh no <laughs> that's that's scary something's wrong with those hey hey they worked out you know? I, i've still got those those 437 mtrs on my backyard on a set of 2500 ram wheels those are my street tires for the watch it <laughs> there you go shit that's yeah. fucking cool though what, get... what about y'all y'all like any uh any so for me personally i mean shit i have jerked off general tire enough and we still have a spot <laughs> so like i can't talk about too much now now uh personally their M uh, general tires mtx are yeah. i have found really really they're amazing for me personally i love them off-road they're they're pretty good in the deeper snow obviously all mud trains suck in like thin snow on the road but like off-road wise i've cut one sidewall and it was my own stupidity it wasn't even the tires fall and these things have hooked up in some of the most ridiculous shit that i've seen so it's uh definitely up there for me on those i got one buddy he used to run generals and he loved them he didn't have I mean, the rig, I think they were like 33s, but for what the rig was, it was like a TJ on 33s with a, uh, I think it was like a, I think it had a long arm lift on it. I mean, but it, they, they did fun. I didn't have no problem watching that thing get around. It did what it should have done. <laughs> My only gripe is that they do not sell bigger than a 37 and they do not make a sticky. So sadly, at once I go bigger than that, which honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to plan to buy a set of 37 inch DOTs. That kind of sounds stupid to me. Um, but after my 35s, I will no longer be able to go with those tires. So it kind of sucks. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, a 37 DOT on like one on a on one of the lower level competition rigs would probably be pretty cool if they're not doing it already. I don't know if that's. I don't know if I've ever seen one running a general grabber. Now that I think about it, uh, they do a lot out west. They actually, uh, they enjoy. I believe it's their Baja tire uh, that yeah. is like supposedly a comp tire, but you can only get it if you're a Rain part knows. of. Correct, you said, but they you said that they were an old pair, weren't they? They weren't like. Uh, no, when I got them, they were new. It, but, but you've also it was you didn't like them. Ago. Yeah, well, they saw right. them here. Like um, and it was just around here on dry rock or wet rock. They were great, but anywhere else, they left me hanging. Like, for example, uh, if we were wheeling Kish's property, um, your your rig would have walked over that rig all wow. day, every day. Um, but, like, 
Kish, correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, if we could get it into a rocky section where I wasn't fighting the dirt, they would be good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the traction was there on actual rock, but the minute you introduced any kind of, like, dead leaf or grass or dirt or anything, really, fucking the, the wind blew on the rock the wrong way, you'd lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were really good at breaking 44 shafts. Yeah. That was their specialty, is they would blow the whole outer hub assembly off of a 44 every about six months. Um, yeah, that's, around, that's pretty long. It's pretty <laughs> long, long, long for a 44, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're not wheeling hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're At that time, he probably wasn't. <laughs> we're talking about 35s, though. We're not talking 37s. So, you know, to do that level of carnage to the hub and the spindle, for some reason, they like to attack the spindle. I don't have a good explanation on that. It's small uh, and non-flexible. That is why. Yeah, yeah, they were straight up not having a good time. <laughs> no, they weren't. Uh, but to go back to the actual question that you asked, I will stand for uh, Nitto's... And I will stand for Maxis. Okay. Um, so if you I stand for Nittos, what do you think about K-Specs? So, I can't tell... The ever-elusive K-Specs. The what? Yeah. Ever-elusive. Um, He's in. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's exactly what I call them. <laughs> I, I, I want to get a set of known K-Specs. I have tires that I got through... Um, a vendor of theirs they have k on the sidewall but they're also dot rated so i can't nice. tell if they are k's or not that which if you listen to 100 i'm pretty sure we talk about that a little more in depth they're not k specs there's just like a weird important point in time where they were still putting k spec on like the dot yeah. ones or something doesn't matter. i think they got bamboozled yep <laughs> yeah. everybody's yeah, my, everybody... go ahead yeah you just gotta it's the K's on it, so they can charge an extra fifty bucks, right? There you go. And then you can, I got one you can that we ride with that runs K specs, and uh, thank God he just traded them for forty three SXs. He's got a brand new set, and I got to tell you, they are some thick, juicy Latinas on there. And uh, <laughs> oh my God! But no, I mean his K specs. I got to tell you, they impressed me. Um, I'd always thought about running them, and he actually. Uh, He's the only dude I know that has them that I actually have wheeled with. You know, I mean, I've seen plenty of people with them on the interwebs, but uh, he got them from Eric Miller. Um, so I was like, he drove up to his shop, picked them up. So I, I had confidence that they were real, and, and they worked. They, and is that the TJ that is in your a few of your photos across your? Uh... Yeah, the silver one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my boy James. Oh yeah, that dude. Oh, that is dude. that the guy that rolled on railbed like three times? No, that's okay. The other different guy. guy. That's my boy Switch. Okay, yep. No, that dude is an absolute <laughs> madman. He's a madman because he's a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, Do y'all remember that? He said, somebody oh, turned my fan on him and blast it. So, little outsider's perspective, I know it's different from the tire talk, but when we pulled up, that was our introduction to Southern Night Wheeling. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, you guys were what, like the first group that we came across while night wheeling. Um, 
and that was the first time that we had went night wheeling. So, yeah. That pulled was up a on wild us. fucking yep. night. I wouldn't have had it any other way. It was great. We're absolutely blasting music with some beat-to-shit rigs. Like, hitting the waterfall for no reason over and over and over. <laughs> and the same thing happened every time. Every oh, rig. Uh, it, it just great. It was a good time. Well, I'm glad I was able to, to pop your uh, pop your night wheel and cherry in the south mm-hmm. um, with some absolutely ignorant activities. <laughs> Dude, how many rigs did we flip that night? I know Switch flipped his. Like, are are we? Times. I mean, if we're counting rigs, how many are we counting flops versus yeah, rig? Flops, like flips, you know, total. Oh, yeah. I mean, it had to be one, two. Switch had three. Yeah, Curtis three. had one. Um, Jason, I can't remember if Jace. Jason I did. I think he did once. Yeah. He did once. Yeah, because he couldn't hit reverse because he's got the, you know, he, he didn't finger bang his transmission quick enough or something. Um, Whack. Uh, I don't think he you... get his gem and get his finger game up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you got to be quick with those hands. Um... quicker than that now. I don't... Was there anybody else? I feel like there oh, was. I think Virginia TJ got... Yeah. Real fucking close, like put on the tree at rail bed, but was able to back out of it. So I don't know if that counts or not. Yeah, that's my boy James. He's on case specs. Yeah, oh, he was there. Uh, okay. VA, VA Silver TJ. Oh, gotcha. yeah. Yep, yep. Dude, that, uh, you can't call him VA Silver TJ. That's the sack master. <laughs> okay, the sack, sack master. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just going off of the Instagram handles because it's like, oh, hey, I watched this dude flip his shit at Railbed. Oh, hey, I watched this dude flip his shit at AOP. I know him. <laughs> yeah, I think we just five. Only five. Yeah, just five within like 20 minutes. And that, that's the best part. I mean, that was our night one. That was night <laughs> one. We, I mean, we just drove 13 hours there. <laughs> Unload the trailer. Let's go destroy our rigs. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... That we is... were in a very similar boat. I mean, that's what we came there for. Yeah, yeah. And we still wheeled for four more days, so what's the problem? <laughs> so, let's let's dive into the whole burnout thing with your Oh, team. boy. So, why? I guess it's just the biggest thing. Like, we can get into the most recent one afterwards, but, like, I know you have the Capri. I know you, like, uh, is it a Caprice is how you actually pronounce it, or is it a Capri? It's the Caprice. Okay, it's a Caprice part of it. I didn't know actually how you properly pronounce it. So I know you were drag racing it for the event, but what made you go, you know what I need to do? Beat on my shitbox, but on even smaller tires. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. I'll ask all you a question. I'll even ask this robot thing recording us a question. (laughs) Do y'all like to eat red meat? Yeah. Uh Do y'all like to drink cold beer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Do y'all enjoy fine liqueurs? Yeah. Uh, not particularly. Every time I do that, I break my rig. All right, leave. Um, <laughs> y'all love beautiful women. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do y'all like bald eagles? Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. All, right. All right, but we're going down a great path, boys. Do you like burnouts? Yes. See, right? Every question I just asked you is synonymous with do you like burnouts? Right. Yep. So. So we've been doing these damn burnout qu- uh, competitions. Um, it probably really started on the street next to my house. Um, 
I, I'm actually shocked my neighbors don't hate me. Um, but what I've found um, is that I frequently do burnouts uh, on the street next to my house, and my neighbors do them as well. Um, and it's gotten to the point where, like, everyone in the neighborhood knows people do burnouts on the street. So, like, at all times of the night, people just show up and start doing burnouts. I don't even know who they are. Um, but uh, as far as, like, the burnout competition goes, man, like, so, you know, I don't I don't really watch TV no more. I mean, I do a lot of sports and all that stuff, right? I watch all the football games and, and NASCAR and stuff like that because I'm a gosh dang hillbilly. But, um, you know, I've been following – I got a bunch of YouTube channels I subscribe to, and I've been following the freaking Clues channel since, I mean, for years, for the Inception, mm -hmm. right? And, and, I mean, who doesn't love a good burnout? And, you know, when – when they bought the Freedom Factory down in Florida, um, it's actually pretty dope because my whole family lives down there. Um, I got my brother and his wife, my parents. They all live down there for like an hour and a half in the track. So um, since I'm a terrible neighbor and I disrupt the peace and scare the children here, um, I said, man, the Jeep's different, right? It's like, you know, you got all these people doing these burnout competitions. A lot of people got purpose-built cars. You know, a lot of people down there in Mustangs, Camaros, Corvettes, all the normal stuff, right? Like, I'm down here in this piece of shit Jeep, beat to hell. Um, and surprisingly, um, there, you know, there's a big difference between a standing burnout and then ripping, like, a skid bad burnout for, like, two and a half minutes. Um, so it was 100% a learning curve. Like, I thought it was just something super fun to get into. Um Great excuse to take the Jeep down to Florida. Great excuse to go see the fam. You know, you know, great excuse to go hang out with, you know, Cleeter and all the boys down there. Um, so I got into it was about two years ago. Um, we've done two competitions at the Freedom Factory. And then uh, they rented out Bristol Motor Speedway here this year, um, a couple months ago. So we got into uh, all of those competitions and... Um, yeah, I'd tell you it's been one hell of a learning curve because, yeah, there, there's a there's a giant difference between doing a burnout for 10 seconds in the street next to your house versus trying to maintain a burnout at 6,500 RPM for two minutes, right? So um, I learned a ton with the rig there, but it, it's just fun. I mean, there's there's no reason that I can think of not to, and I'm sure there's 100,000 reasons any responsible human can tell me I should not try and destroy my rig on the burnout pit and send a rod to Kim Jong-un. But, uh, so like I used to go to Thunder and Muncie and, okay. uh, what was it? It was the diesel nationals at Indy or in, uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. 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 Um, so what the cops used to do is they would direct us all to the industrial zone over in, uh, fuck, I forgot the name of the town, but there was like this one industrial zone where it was this, I think it was a thousand foot by thousand foot box. And that's giant. It was fucking massive, dude. You'd have like three or four trucks in there doing burnouts at the same fucking time, trying not to hit each other. So I totally get that shit. It was wild watching all of that stuff go on. <laughs> and I'm amazed that you're, rig holds up to two and a half minutes at rev limiter for that or like doing that shit and i also have to ask the stupid question how do you not hit the barriers because i would imagine at some point you can't see yeah so um that's definitely 
I mean, not trying to sound like a conceited jackass, but uh, that's definitely the driver's skill piece of it, right? So, you it's know, we've done... It's not a conceited jackass move to say that, though. Well, that's fair. Like, that's fair. I still, you know, I don't want to be the guy out here saying I drive better than you, but mm-hmm. there's a ton of badass dudes that compete at all those events, and there's the guys that can drive the living hell out of their cars, rigs, trucks, whatever. Um so, like, the first two events that we did down in Florida, um, they were a great time. You know, we did a burnout, but, like, we didn't put it all together. We couldn't keep the motor alive for the, as long as it takes because they judge those competitions based off, like, three factors. It's, like, driver skill, number one, you know, which is that's, like, using the whole pad, not crashing into the wall, coming damn close to the wall, right, things like that. Then it's, like, smoke production, and then you've got to blow the tires up. If you don't blow the tires up, you ain't going to win. That's just, that's it, right? You have to blow the tires off the damn thing to have any chance of winning. And, uh, you know, we we didn't have it all together. We just went down there, and we thought we had it all together, but we learned a, a shit ton in the first two. And, and we came back to Bristol here a couple months ago, and um, when I when I go do the burnouts, man, I delete the rear brakes. Um I only got front brakes only. Um, I run like sets of like 32s on it. I just buy stock tires off Marketplace wherever I can. But um, the, I'll tell you the pad that they had at Bristol set up. I don't know if y'all watched the video, saw the arrangement. Um, it's the smallest, most intricate pad that Cletus and those guys have ever run at one of their competitions. Um, right. And, and there were 70 cars there. Um, there were 40 in our class. And uh, I think from talking to Cletus after the fact and all that, because I got to tell you, there's a uh, there was a guy with like a, a Ford Lightning, and I don't know exactly what motor was in it. And had zoomies through the hood, and it's funny you talk about diesel nationals and all that. They do like diesel nationals up in New York and and stuff like that. But they uh, he just won that competition up there, but he came in second to us. That dude absolutely beat down a badass burnout. And I think the difference between him and me and, and getting the win there was the fact that he smacked the wall like four or five times. Right. So no, that, yeah, was, that cool. was that was one of the nicer parts about the diesel or when we would go up and do that shit is you couldn't hit the wall. It was such a large pad that you could spin the truck out. And generally, even then, you were clear of like other rigs. I'm not going to see people didn't get shit damaged, but yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's the thing that Cletus and all those guys are going for, man, because they, uh, y'all ever heard of Summonats? Yes, yeah, down in Australia. Right, so that's yep. what they're trying to mirror with the Freedom Factory. They're trying to bring Summonat-style burnouts to America, right? And they got Killer B is one of the cars that they done bought from, uh, what, Castle Main Rod Shop down there. And then uh, they built another, their third-gen Camaro, uh, what is that, Toast? They're yep. both freaking massive, you know, Castle Main Rod Shop, big blocks, you know, 1,500, 2,000 horsepower cars, ripping, you know, 200 mile an hour wheel speed burnouts. Just absolutely killing it, right? So down in Australia, Summonats, man, their pads are tiny. They're intricate pads. They're tiny. You know, it's it's those guys. It's rip the living hell out of your car. Don't hit the wall. All right. So that's what they're trying to bring here. But and it's only yeah. 60 seconds. Your run is only 60 seconds. I remember, I watched, I remember watching that video, and the craziest thing to me was that these guys literally, like, they adjust their rev limiter and their horsepower to, and they buy, like, they literally go through so many different tire types to yep. find the perfect ratio that their tires will pop exactly at 60 seconds. Like, that's the fucking coolest thing to me. Oh, yeah. 
No, it's awesome. Like it's it's so freaking cool. And it's just and I'll tell you like the main reason why we do it, right? Is like, you know, you spend all this time. I mean, I, I've got thousands of hours working on my rig, right? Y'all know the deal, right? It's just mm -hmm. when you first built it, maintaining it, wheeling it, and like, how often do you actually wheel, right? It's like, I don't know about y'all, I got a day job, right? So mm -hmm. I'd love to wheel more often. I live in an area where the closest spot I go is five hours away, right? Most Ooh. of the places we go are like eight, nine, ten hours. So it's like finding other uses for your rig is like 100% let's go, right? Because, you know, I got tags on it surprisingly so you know you can catch my my fat ass in the taco bell drive through every now and then chop it away but you know just finding other cool stuff to do with it right like i honestly um next time we go to bradenton um i'm going drag racing you're gonna 100%. drag race this thing i'm fuck hell yeah four-wheel drive yes i'm gonna put a set of 33s on it we're gonna run uh, i don't know if i'm gonna run a quarter nah, um hydro hydro is a little sketchy at 100 mile an hour um no, you gotta do those slicks. Remember when uh fucking Whistling Diesel did that? Yes. Is, dude, you gotta get some of those on that thing. That thing would be nuts. <laughs> y'all, y'all ever met Cody? No, 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 no. Nah, Cody is the coolest dude. He's so nice. Yeah, we we've met him down at the Freedom Factory at events like that. Like he is so down to earth, such a chill dude. Like his videos are absolutely insane. They're so like you can't stop watching, right? When you start seeing that stuff, some people hate him, some people love him. But uh, no, he is—he's such a nice dude. We've met him down at the Freedom Factory events, and and he was cool as shit, man. He checked out the Jeep and all that, and it's like, well, that's different. But yeah, I've been looking for slicks. My problem is I haven't—I haven't had the balls to pony up to go get some, right? <laughs> right. But um, yeah, dude, these burnout competitions just something fun to do. I mean, uh, Bristol was freaking amazing. I mean, a minute and forty seconds, I had a set of brand new tires on the back of it, and we blew them completely off for it. And then once I blew the rear tires off, I put it in four-wheel drive. We started doing cyclones until we hit the wall. So I was just about to ask about you popping it in a four-wheel. How much fucking adrenaline was going through you that you were like, you know what? Pop it in four-wheel. Let's try to smoke these fronts off. Like, that's sick. <laughs> so I'll tell you what's actually like fucking crazy is that uh, at all of the Freedom Factory events we've been to, um, there's been no time limit, right? There's been no time limit with your burnout. It's just go do whatever you want for as long as you want. Make it cool, right? If it's not cool, save yourself the embarrassment. Get off the pad, right? And I respect that. And, you know, they tell everybody in the driver's meeting, and, and that's true. It's like if you, if it's just not happening, get off the pad. And I respect that 100%. So, like, there were times in the Freedom Factory we go down there, we play around in four-wheel drive a little bit, rip some cyclones. Like, I'm not going to blow the tires off in four-wheel drive doing cyclones. It's cool. Y'all ever seen that Ryan Hoff dude that messes with the uh, – the Hoonigans all the time out in Cali. He was just having semen, that red Bronco, that red Bronco too. Does he um, also have the 6.0 that was in there? Because that was a fucking wild video. Which 6.0? Um, I forget exactly what the guy's name was, but he brought his tow rig into the pad. There. He might have, because he, he hurt the motor and blew the transmission up. He might have, I don't know. Yeah, but he yeah. brought a like Ford six liter F two fifty in there and was hooning that shit. Ridiculous. It could be him. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, but like I. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I've talked to Ryan a bunch, man. He's cool shit, and and that dude absolutely kills it. Right, he's always in full drive. He's got a big motor in that thing. Much make I think he's making like seven hundred horsepower. But like, I mean, it takes it takes a robust rig to blow the tires off it. Mess around in four wheel drive. So, at so Bristol. The the six leader, his name was Buddy Brian Moore. Is that who you're speaking about? No, that's it's not him. The uh, Pro Charge Turbo Charge Six Leader. 
uh, yeah. power stroke. That's yeah, that's just, extremely rowdy. Jesus. Yeah, it's a different guy, <laughs> and he he did it in their old lot too when they were still doing it at the oh, donut the burnyard. The OG burnyard. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, it hit, this is this is an extended cab, like I don't know, probably six and a half foot bed. So like, this is a long girl to be swinging around in this tiny parking lot. That's pretty impressive. It, it's awesome. fucking rowdy, and he's got the rev limiter on that thing turned up, so it sounds <laughs> almost like a fucking oh, gas yeah. job. <laughs> oh yeah, now I remember watching all those those videos, man. Of them, they had that burnyard right next to that school, man. They had the cops coming every time. <laughs> right. And boys are savages. Yes. Yeah, not even to mention that they were next to the highway too. So when yeah. these guys were doing like the fact that they even survived that long at that shop blows my mind that somehow they were able to smoke out a highway and a school for that long without <laughs> without getting shut down. It's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, so at Bristol, they had a strict time limit, right? It was a strict each vehicle. You got two minutes. That's it. And that was purely based on a lot of that is based on. Number one, they're renting the facility, right? So they got a time frame they got to work in, um, which is, it, I, I got to tell you, if you ask me, it's absolutely freaking insane that they rented Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, that place is absolutely massive. Um, and nothing but respect to the uh, the staff at Bristol. We met a bunch of their media directors and stuff like that. Those those folks over there are awesome. They were all about it. They loved it. They supported it. They were taking pictures of all the, all the vehicles out there competing it. And I uh, can't wait till next year um, when we do it again. But I knew that there wasn't a chance in hell that I was going to blow the tires off it because I mean I, I, I was there. I was trying to win. Now you don't enter that without trying to win, especially uh, winner took home a five grand purse from that, right? So uh, there was not a chance in hell I was going to blow the rear tires off and mess around a four wheel drive. So number one goal, blow the damn tires off this thing. Number two goal, put it in four wheel drive, start acting reckless, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean it. Once I blew the rear tires off it. Um, Hundred percent, you know, it was juiced up. It's crazy, man. There are probably twenty five thousand people in the stands. I mean, it was packed out. Uh, they they sold like the whole backstretch. It was pretty impressive. Wow. I mean, when you look at, I mean, I mean, I mean, Cletus and their camp, they have an absolutely amazing following for their YouTube subscribers. Right? They got what three, four million followers, something like the subscribers to the channel. Like they have an absolutely massive following, and it's all so many cool people, right? Like, you know. Because they had the pits open and all that. And so many people were coming through checking out the cars. Everybody was so cool and nice and looking into it. And we see nothing but that down at the Freedom Factory and Braden Motorsports Park right next door down in, in Florida. And same thing in Bristol. But it's like, it's absolutely insane because you're literally ripping this rig. And you can hear the fans over the goddamn motor at, at almost 7,000 RPM. Wow. Right? <laughs> you know? Crazy. I got an MSD two-step yeah. box on it. I had set to like 6,200 RPM. And you can hear the people screaming over it. It's like, this is like, I, I can't even imagine what it is in a NASCAR race when there's 100,000 people there, right? Hmm. So, um, yeah, it was 100%. It was 100% in the plan. If the motor lives long enough to uh, blow the rear tires off it, we're putting it in full drive and we're going to see what happens, right? You know, when I, when with I did the, first, the front with front brakes, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. That's crazy. <laughs> it's funny, man, because a lot, you know, you got all these cars out there, right? And, uh, and I don't hate it one bit, man. I, I'm all about the car scene. You know, I've got the Caprice. I'm working on that. We're going to put a big blower on that, too. But it's like, you know, when a car hits a jersey barrier, you're going to tear that thing up, hmm. right? Me, when I hit a jersey barrier, the nice thing about a jersey barrier on an asphalt pad is that the jersey barrier moves, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when, 
when I'm out in the woods and we're blasting this thing, you know, on a on a big old trail on a big ledge or something like that, and I've got rims smacking rocks, the rocks don't move, right? They don't. Yeah, they Jersey Barrier is nothing in comparison yeah. if you're if you're looking at it like that. Oh yeah, no. So it was, it was funny, man. So I slapped the shit out of that thing. I was like, did you rig all right? I was like, yes. That's fine. I mean, bent the shit out of the rim. This is Tuesday. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. We're freaking blasting. It's fine, right? Um, yeah. So I've got two questions from this, right? I might have a few answers for you. So we're gonna start with a technical one. Um, okay. What is done as far as tuning goes to keep that motor alive? And then the second question is for after that. And that's, do you find that being in front of a large group of people makes you more likely to do stupid shit? Or do you do more stupid shit when you're around your buddies? Okay, those are fair. So we'll start number one. Um... So I, uh, I definitely have been trying to kind of walk my way into tuning and learn more about tuning. Um, I've done some basic things on my Caprice um, with, my, with HP Tuner Suite and things like that. I've got in there and I messed with a couple little things. Um, you know, I've changed rear gears. I've, I've messed with rev limiters. But I'm by no means any kind of a tuning expert. Um, it's actually something that I definitely want to go like kind of take some classes on and get better on because that's that's a that's a pretty cool skill and and i think for the hobbies that i'm into it's definitely worth learning you know i just haven't gotten there yet but like i was saying man uh, you know it's it's got a really safe tune on it um josh tonsky over at horsepower solutions in newport news he took care of me on it um you know we we're up, up against a tight deadline i think when i uh, first put the blower on and uh i mean he hooked it up, man. He was uh, the thing was on the damn rollers at eleven thirty at night. He was getting it, got it right. And typically, like cold start tuning, they would do the next day. And like, I was going to Harlan the next day, so so I was like, sorry, I got to take it. But you know, I linked back up with him, and before Bristol, and uh, he put it, he got it back right, and he did a bunch of work on it. But it's not, it's really not an aggressive tune. Um, it's a really safe tune for the boost level and power level I'm at. You know, I'm running twin gsl 392 wallbearer pumps um through i think i'm only running like a dash six feet um but when you're looking at stock lsa boost levels you know she's got plenty of fuel in it and it's it's got a i wouldn't say a conservative team as far as timing goes but um it's got a real solid tune in like i said i mean those guys know what they're doing over there um so that's how she stays alive one of the one of the things I did do new for Bristol, though, to help me out, because um, I was having issues with air intake temperatures, right? Yeah. So, so obviously, you know, you you got a freaking positive displacement blower. I know where this is going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're making freaking AITs through the roof, right? I mean, I'm at 6,200 6, RPM on the chip, and it's 6,200 RPM on an MSD two-step box, which is also... Extremely spicy. Highly recommended. Um, we're just kind of mixing and dumping fuel fireballs out the tailpipe. That's exactly what I recommend for you know the longevity of your vehicle. But um, <laughs> but uh, so one of the things that we did new for Bristol, which actually is sitting right next to me now, it's doing a great job of holding my cold beer. Well, my empty cold beer cans up. 
Um, I've got like one of them like Ozark trail coolers, the fake Yetis, because I ain't got the balls to spend money on it. Um, shout out to my boy Fred for gifting me this cooler when I built the Jeep. Um, I'm happy to admit that my fuel cell and everything in the back of my rig is literally positioned around fitting this cooler. Um, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. So what I done did was uh, I went on McMaster and I got two bulkhead fittings um, to support... Uh, I think I'm running three-quarter hoses for all my intercooler setup. Um, my normal setup behind my seat, I have an intercooler, an air-to-water intercooler in the blower, right? It's factory air-to-water intercooler that they have in CTSB, Cadillacs, and... Uh, Z01 Camaros. Um, I've got a, I think it's a two and a half liter reservoir, the Amazon special that's mounted oh, like, yeah, it, of course, you know, we're not, we're not here for fancy parts. We're here for parts that work, hmm. you know, but I got that mounted behind my driver's seat. And uh, so the normal system trail rided, you know, you're looking at a beat down on the trails like 30 seconds. All right. We're talking 30 that's seconds really before. Good beat down. That's exactly. like you're getting it. Exactly. You're either lost at that point. Like I've completely lost where I'm at. Your rig's broken, or you've made it up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or you shut out. Right? Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, please help me, Tom Cruise. But, um, <laughs> so what I've, I've been doing for these burnout competitions, because that, it just doesn't support the longevity when you're talking a minute and 40 seconds, two minutes on the chip, right? So, I was like, how, how do I do something to really help this out? So, I started doing a little science in my, in my driveway, and, uh, I emptied out my fridge, the ice box in my fridge and I put every single ice cube I could put in that little two and a half two and a half liter reservoir I could. And, um, I found that, I mean, it was a 95 degree day and it dropped my IATs and idled at like an extended full temperature idle. It dropped them down to like 70 degrees when they normally be around like 95, hundred, right? Like I'm typically trail riding on a hot day. I typically, my IATs are around ambient. Um, you know, if you're riding for all beating on it, you might see 120, something like that but once you get out on the burnout pad man you're just sitting on the chip and especially the hot humid florida sun and weather you know it's like it is not uncommon to see iat's 200 degrees man freaking if they get hotter than that and the computer's just pulling time at the motor it's like please don't die you know save yourself you know save our souls so what yeah. i done did was i took this big old ozone chair cooler i got sitting in the back and i put some bulkhead fittings on the top and bottom of it and uh was able to put almost 35 pounds of ice in it and about four gallons of water. And, uh, you know, when you look at it, you know, I got a, I think it's a two and a half gallon per minute pump, you know, two minutes, absolutely ripping, you know, it might cycle the entire volume twice on a good day. Um, I had IITs down here, freaking 45, 50 degrees. Right. And I, had a, Oh yeah, it was absolutely nuts. The motor never pulled power out of Bristol. Absolutely never. It was like, you know, when we were down in Florida, it was very evident. You know, I started in third gear and I dropped down to second gear. And next thing you know, I'm in first gear and she's spitting coolant. She's very upset. So it helped a lot. I mean, I got air intake temperatures, ice freaking cold for almost two minutes straight, blow the damn tires off it. Right. So, man, that that's just wild that it changed it that much. But I guess if you're putting that much cold water into the system, it makes sense. I'll tell you, the, the big difference was getting the cold start tuning right, right? And that was no fault of the, of the guy that works Power Solutions. That was just because the nature of me going on a trip, I had to take it before they did that, mm. right? So it actually really sucked. That's for like two years, I had to let the rig warm up. And it was probably like that when I saw it. was like that when I saw you in Hawkland, yeah. where you had to let the sun bitch idle for 10 minutes before you could drive. 
right? Because so, the cold tables were trash. So, really minor side note, because uh, I do want to eventually get to the whether you perform stupider in a group or oh yeah, uh, we do with your that. friend. But the thing that I was like, huh, what the fuck is your rig was just sitting in the corner idling while you were over yelling at uh, everyone about how they needed to hit it harder. And you're welcome for wondering about that. So, so that makes a lot more sense. Now. Well, probably, probably that night is because I was blasting hood rat jams. Well, you were blasting you were. hood rat jams. Yeah, for sure. Um, which, by the way, that has kind of been incorporated into our night rides. It's fucking it hilarious. That's good. I support that. I like uh, that. Graham and myself, when we blew the rear drive shaft out of it and my rig was broken, we're blasting hood rat jams all through the night ride. It was great. I'm you mean, you mean the, the toe back? Uh, I'm talking about the entire time because when we dipped into, what was it, Foxhole? At good evening, you were blasting hood rat jams. Oh, was that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was the entire night ride. It never stopped. That's good. Um, yeah, I support that. Yeah, I also have some more questions for you after we cover the uh, stupider and groups thing about tuning, because it seems like yours is pretty on point now. Oh yeah. See, the thing, Luke, that you need to take note of is he's got two pumps. You don't yeah. need two pumps for power. You need two pumps in case one dies. <laughs> for longevity. <laughs> Baby girl, she's not here for a long time. She's here for a good time. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? That's been my fucking... The story of my life with 4 liter um, XJ pumps. I finally have a new fuel cell. So, like, we're okay now. But before it was... Every trip, it would end because I blew the fuel pump up. That's rough. rough. Oh, it is. It, it was. Um, I'm really glad that that's not the problem. But <laughs> I suppose we're taken away from your episode with uh, that bullshit that we've covered. Uh, it wouldn't be a, a oh, blue collar the... off road podcast episode without us bitching about your fuel yeah. pump for <laughs> a couple pump minutes. Oh, okay, we're back here. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely back here, Cody, and I'm trying to steer away. But I, uh, in in his defense, I brought it there. But hey, and also to be clear, I, I know that we're creeping, but uh, I'm really not worried about the time target that matters to you. Okay. Okay. I don't, um, don't care. <laughs> so, Perfect. See, I see what I was saying, though, it it just slowly starts rolling and rolling and rolling. <laughs> all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. It gets out of hand, and suddenly we're asking questions about LS tuning and. So look, I got a stack of cold beers over here and a whole fridge behind me. Let's let's ride, boys. Let's ride. Hey, I've got a. Uh, I just finished the last of the Good Evening Ranch Moonshine, and I'm oh. now working on a hazy IPA. So we got That's plenty good. of time here. All right. Well, when you start uh, blurring, we'll know it's we know we know we're it, we're done. So <laughs> We've seen on, what let's happens. Slide into this question now. Let's slide into this question. Let me ask y'all. What do you think? Do you think I act more reckless? In in the presence of a large group, what do you not? Y'all so really gonna go. I've never even met you before, and I'm gonna go with yeah because you seem like a guy that is happy to put on a show for others, and I do that same thing. I don't so know. I, See, I'm gonna go with yeah. Having having met you once, I'm gonna say I don't. I don't think. I don't think the. Uh, I don't think it matters. I don't think it would. 
I don't think that changes how you'd act. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but you were the most responsible one at real bed that night. Yes, you so, were. That's like, saying something. That's uh, saying something. Because you got on it, you stood on it, you made three attempts, and when it wasn't going, you backed off and started blasting music while telling Switch to hit it harder because he's a pussy. <laughs> 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 you know, right. like... I'm a bad influence. That's why I have to ask the question, though, because, you know, there was maybe 10 of us there, and, like, you know Jason. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure you knew Burtis before fucking Burtis showed up. Um, we were nobodies, but, you know, whatever. We're are, you think I'm are nobodies. What makes you think I'm somebody? Well, on, well the burnout thing, you know, you're talking about uh, it's no, you're, you're somebody. At least yeah, in my we'll book, you are. That. We're working on it. We're working on it. But no, I mean, I, you know, I kind of feel like I act just as reckless with or without a crowd. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I'd do anything more crazy because there's a crowd. If anything, I honestly think that I'm more willing to to do something I think is going to destroy my rig when it's just my boys versus like oh, 80 yes. people out there. Right. Like, I mean, I, you can only sit around so long and it's simply when you have a crowd of people, right? There's probably 20 rigs out there. You got a bunch of people. Everybody's having a good time playing music, hitting the obstacle, wherever you're at. Right. And it's like, you watch seven or eight rigs, hit it. You're like, man, I want to hit that shit again. Right. And you ride through and hit it again. And you know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to hit a pretty challenging line. But, like, am I going to, like, it, I'm definitely more likely to do something that's past the limits of my rig when it's just the boys. But we oh, we act reckless no matter what, so. Oh, yeah. 100%. But, like, I think, you know, following up on that, right, like, some of the worst beatdowns I've ever put on my rig have happened when it's just been me and Ryan. Um, he's been on the podcast before. I know he listens, so he'll catch this and probably message me about it. But, um, you know, when I'm wheeling with him or if it's like Cody, Graham, Richie and Colin, you know, the beatdowns get far worse because I'm just trying to make it up the trail to the next <laughs> obstacle. Oh, and yeah. I don't want to hear the shit talking about me being a pussy. <laughs> so, you know. Well, also... I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent for the the harder beatdowns happen in the smaller groups because at least, and it sounds like I'm not alone here. When you're in a big group, it's it's harder to have. You, you, everybody's gonna try it, right? And it's gonna take you a while to go through. And yeah, you may go through something multiple times, but at the same time, you're trying to progress and go forward and go to the next thing as well. So you're not gonna spend as much time on obstacle on each spot so you might not pick the hardest thing i don't know that's uh the uh, only uh, counterpoint i have to that would be like the day that we picked mark up at um what was it mobel that day we were going and just being obtuse to be retards for no particular oh that because that's because we were just sitting there i mean uh and you know mobel for those who don't know uh is is a pretty short property you can get up to the top in probably how fast luke 15 the record minutes. is 15 minutes uh i think it was like 1452 from there's the a record top. i yeah. don't know if there's an official record but you can uh, go up it pretty fast 
uh, if you want. And we were behind this group of guys, and you know, not their fault, just smaller rigs. But we were sitting there, you know, waiting. How how long was it? It was probably like twenty minutes, and we were we weren't even halfway up. Longer than that. Yeah. So we're sitting there. Uh, So we let them do their thing, and then we just go up and one shot all these, you know, the harder lines for each of the bits and. That was, was brutal too, because no. it was like they would clear out, and we would be on rev limiter before we even hit the obstacle, just out of pure frustration from sitting. And then this guy comes up, awesome guy, fucking. You will never hear me talk shit on Mark, but he goes, "What's done to your rig?" And then he's like looking over my rig. He's looking over Graham's rig because we're like there on tons and everything and that group had dana 30s and we started talking with him after we had just done this whole property on rev limiter and now he's got a nicer more built jeep than all of ours (laughs) i think we broke him that day oh no mark's cool great dude we again that comes back to the the bug you once you see it and it's tangible and you talk to the person you're like and then you realize that it's doable and that's not just something you see on pictures and it's like oh you can be for lack of a better word a dumbass and still build this shit and like you can learn and become good at this shit and and make something that's capable and cool and fun uh and you know sometimes all you need is the you to actually see the person and the rig in person uh, to to get there. To be fair, though, he was also still new with wheeling. Then, like that was his first season ever going out. Really, I didn't so know that. Even like, yeah. So like, even like my Jeep, which was pretty comparable. I think he only had thirty threes, and I had thirty fives at the time. But even I was able to walk past some of the stuff that he wasn't able to make up. A because I've been there eight times and know all the lines and know when to let off the throttle, when not to, or yada yada yada. But he was quite fresh to wheeling then i mean like that's his actually yeah. his first rig ever and he's you know 40 something 45 46 so so to take into comparison as well yeah true i hey, didn't boy, know that I'm gonna, I'm gonna step away for one minute i'll be right back okay yeah do your cool. thing do your thing now we can talk Actually, shit about you that's fine <laughs> if you didn't know i was born a bitch i was raised a bitch i'll always be a bitch <laughs> <laughs> my life motto uh yeah you know, no, we're going to talk about episode 100 really quick because we're going to do it now while he's gone. What the hell happened? That Under made 101? It so crazy. Yeah, 101. Yeah. What did you stinkers talk about that made it so crazy? that you? Well, if you listen to the episode, you'd know oh, uh, sorry, I can't I talk to Jip because I didn't listen to it yet either, but yeah, uh, we'll get there. I heard I Jacob listened. I, I heard it was... Um, I mean, it was, the consensus it was, is any episode that I'm not in, it goes off the rails way more than it normally does. I don't think I'm the greatest uh, conductor here of the shitty-ass train. And then, Cody, you always provide the comedic relief, so I don't know what the hell happened that episode. I, it, it's, I it's didn't a think it was that bad. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. It was, you sat me, Jason, Tony, Jake, and Richie. Did you talk about the beefalo? Uh, yeah. Yes. Thank God. Okay. Quite a bit, actually. Me, Jason, and Richie were just, and whoever else is at the fire that are, we're just having the greatest time about these friggin' biffalo things. <laughs> what the fuck is a biffalo? Beefalo. Um, what the fuck is what that? happens when you breed a cow and a buffalo. And yeah. they escape in Connecticut, apparently. 
and then they roam free. cows and buffalo. Yeah, it's called a beefalo. They're pretty cool. Wow, that's like they're a real in a pit bull mix I'll or something. What, that's crazy. And so to finish off on that, you have the power of turbo autism meets <laughs> schizo posting, and you have the perfect like good evening ranch sandwich with that. I thought it was a really good. No, I'm sure that was a good I one. Think I'm. I think it actually like is best case scenario because uh, I definitely wanted to bring Anthony on, and I feel like we we weren't initially lined up for him to come back on for that, which didn't make any sense. But that's just how it was. Uh, obviously, Jason's a cool dude. We were with him the whole weekend, and then who else was it? Was it Damien who was on? Oh, it was Jake with the Jake. Okay, samurai. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Combo as far as, like, actually having fun with the talk, Yep. it just ended up going off the rails. Damn, because... you hear that, Anthony? He said that it wouldn't have been fun if you were on. <laughs> Some shit. It was Damien that I just insulted, so if you're going to insult people, at least get it correct. Poor Damien. <laughs> Poor Damien. Get fucked, Damien. Uh, good dude. Oh, that's um, not enough. Uh, I mean, we need to bring him on and talk about the IROX. There needs to be an intervention, but... Oh, it's hell yes. Easy. Yo, can I get on in on the intervention? Yes. Yeah. We'll yeah. Just have yeah a I bunch despise of... IROC. <laughs> We're gonna do this correctly. The only thing they're good at good at is not breaking. I've got one from it's a thirty six, and I don't. It's it's still in the truck as a spare for the thing because I don't have a spare forty. <laughs> but I swear that it's unkillable. What is it from Luke? Like two thousand seven. Oh, wait. I don't. It's yeah, a, it's oh it's got no tread left on it. It's the spare that comes out after I've blown two tires. Or was the spare that come out after I blew two of the trep radials on a weekend, and it would just. I didn't air it down. I didn't do anything to it. It just stayed as it was. Beat the crap out of the thing and never died. I drove it on the highway. I think it was in the front too. Back, it 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 drove like crap, but it did it. Didn't blow up. It was you know. There's something to be said about having an indestructible tire in the lineup, but I don't know if I'd want all four of them. This, this is like arguing that you don't have girl problems because you're gay. Yeah, I love Interco, and I'm sorry, but you need to take every one of them IROCs and send them back to China. Ain't nobody want them things. They're terrible. Yeah. I'll take 140, and it can be from 2008. I'm not picky, but I'm not paying full price. Just it's one. I only just need take one. a rock. Just take a rock and bolt it to a wheel and do the <laughs> <Yeah>. same thing. I mean, if that was easy, I, uh, I, I wouldn't mind it. If it was cheap and easy, I'd do it. You Three should. Stars. I'm down. All right, all right, let's make one. Somebody give me a slab of granite. <laughs> hey, we didn't promise granite, okay? Okay, yeah, uh, I'll take limestone. Are you high okay. pollutant? <laughs> there you go. Yo, limestone's the limestone is the sticky tire of rocks. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. exactly. That so limestone true. on on limestone would probably just mesh perfectly and go right up. Seems logical. Yeah. Like it. I like it. All right. So that's yeah, the end of our like horrible admission <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> where, where were we? Um, he had some questions, I think. You, you know, you wanted to get out whether I, you know. I oh yeah, Luke wanted to talk to you about tuning, even though you said you, uh, you know, don't know a lot about tuning and want to learn yeah. about tuning. But let's see where it go. goes. Luke, wish I knew more. Working on that. 
I he think he's dead. dead. Where'd he go? Did he see at least you apologized and left? He just fucking said, see you later. Wow. <laughs> Didn't even oh, say gone. goodbye. Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna slide it over. We're gonna keep it going about the uh, burnout competition. Then, what else did you do to that rig to prepare it for that? Because I noticed that you really didn't have much body sway, and it seemed like you lost a few inches of like like travel. Did you uh, strap down the axle, or what'd you do? I gotta tell you, it's the only time you pull up with a few a uh, few less inches, and it's a good time. Um, <laughs> but uh, now, so so I run over I struts, right? So I run 16 inch travel over I struts all around. Um, and what I do for the burnout competitions is I, uh, I basically, I completely discharge them, right? Upper and lower chambers. And, you know, high-level stuff, I don't know if y'all mess around with lower rides at all. Upper chamber setting your ride height, lower chamber setting your resistance to extension, right? So what I do is, is I drop it all the way down, empty both chambers. Um, and there's other adjustments as well, but that's enough that I'm willing to talk about right now. But uh, so what I'll do is I'll bump up the lower chambers to about 80 PSI higher than I normally run mm. um, for resistance to extension to keep it stable. And then I'll just charge the upper, the upper chambers until I'm like one inch, of, uh, one inch above bump, right? So C is absolutely slammed when I do it. Gotcha. See, that so makes I basically, sense. I just retune all my shocks. And I don't just drop them down. I actually do go change pressures in those lower chambers. That way, I don't, run, I don't run sway bars, nothing like that. And I'm a big RI fanboy. Call what you want. But uh, boy, that's the whole point of them is you're not you don't have to run anything allegedly, right? It, yeah, it does it and, all. And I, so I gotta tell you, I mean, they've you know, it stays pretty stable. Um, I've toured with the idea of uh, putting a sway bar on it. Some sort of an off-road sway bar, obviously, long reach, mm -hmm. things like that. But yep. I've toured with the idea. But, I mean, it, I haven't had any times where I've flopped or flipped the rig or not been able to make it up an obstacle because of a little bit of body roll. But it's it stays impressively stable. I mean, I've wheeled with a bunch of boys on coilovers and air shocks and things like that, and their stuff is all over the place. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, when, when you've got... I, I will say, with the ORIs, the adjustability I feel like you have is... Uh, is oh, it's definitely impressive. It's um, amazing. You know, four years in, I, I had to send them in and get rebuilt. I had two of them leaking. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you've got a hardcore wheeler and you're actually wheeling, that rebuilding a shock every four years and it that's, was not certainly as expensive. I'm um, impressed it, it took four years. Right? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, See, the only other experience we have with ORIs, and honestly, I've driven the rig and I... I I liked the way they rode was uh is is Curtis's rig and he bitches about him because he he he'd tow the thing down to wherever the hell we were going um and he'd have to you know fill up the change the pressures cuz one of them had done something weird but I think that was an issue with his shoddy ass ORIs that he got second hand or something I don't remember the detail on that yeah. but honestly I don't think you know saying that I don't think he had to fill them the most recent time we saw him so maybe he fixed it. I don't know. But he used to complain about him a little bit. But yeah, I'm a believer. I'm yeah. a believer. I, I think ran the whole life in this rig, and I'm a hundred percent believer. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Again, it's 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 almost too much adjustability in some cases, and uh, it's a, it's a do everything well, maybe not perfect, but then to do it all perfect, you need to have 
all these different parts that work really well together and you got to do a lot more homework than you would if you had to then you just if you just pressured an ORI correctly right so exactly I want to do everything perfect I'm running coil carriers and triple bypasses exactly I'm yeah I'm spending a hundred hours tuning them right yep. that's I don't need all that no you can just as, you know, as much as I'd like day. to claim I have a caliber rig to justify that I, I 100% do not yep yeah and um welcome back so thank you <laughs> I had to go and grab food, take a piss, uh, you know, all the... Okay, usual. yeah, it's not you like we're trying to record a podcast here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we would said that the cutoff was going to be 8.30, and here we are, and it's not You're cut off. You're digging a hole. So, um, question. Hmm? Oh, you were, you, were, you were gagged and muted. I don't want to hear it, Cody. Yeah, we don't want to hear nothing. You went yeah. oh, Okay. You you oh, you set us with a question yes. and then disappeared. Yes, because COVID just happens to just literally cut off. You don't actually, you know, the coughing doesn't just, you know, just. Oh, stops, I thought you didn't have COVID. Oh, never mind. Okay, fine. Well, you, you didn't need to so gag. You didn't need to mute your. your yeah, quick, gag yourself. It's a quick button. I'm like, all right, all right. Regardless, me. everyone's back. The whole gang's here. Uh, and we're not fucking or whatever I missed. Yeah, we're still here. But. The thing I think that helps ORIs is that they have a lot of tunability out of the box for whatever your rig is. We established this. Thank you for... Uh, oh, okay. Cool. I'll uh, go fuck myself. Yeah. Um, where I oh, I thought you they... did that when you were when you're um, away in, in, in the intermission. <laughs> Reckless. I, I know. I'm so, I'm terribly sorry I was gone for five No, minutes. yeah. We, um, we, we basically just covered like all the all, all of ORIs, so... Um. Yeah, the other thing that I'll say is I don't think that everyone else is... Or I think a lot of coilover problems sit down because people don't actually realize their corner weights. So when you start okay. figuring that in and then you start figuring driving style in, that is majorly beneficial to getting your coilovers pretty close to right the first time. I like where this is going, so here's my question for y'all. How much do you think my rig weighs? Oh, that's a good uh, one. Forty-eight fifty. Forty-eight fifty. All right. I I'm was gonna, gonna go with four... s- Richie. You go. I was gonna say forty-nine. Forty-nine. No, way okay. too low. Uh, I, fifty-four. I don't think. I don't think he's over five. I think he is. Sixty-seven hundred. Sixty-seven hundred. <laughs> What? Wait, are we counting the driver weight or no? <laughs> You're gonna get 6,700. You might as well get 69. Right? <laughs> yeah, just go all the way. <laughs> A rev limiter to match the the, the rig weight. <laughs> Y'all are trifling. Y'all it's like the code is like one to one. You know, it's like, but instead of uh, horsepower to weight, it's uh. It was a rev if your rev limiter, limiter doesn't rev match limiter your vehicle you weight, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> hey, my rev limiter to weight ratio looks pretty good. Now that I think yeah. about that. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, okay, full yeah. tank of fuel, full cooler, and tools. I weigh 5,200 pounds. Okay. Uh-oh. All right, I win. Or maybe I don't, I don't know. Well, you put me in at right at 5,400. Yeah. What did Luke say? Luke said 54. I said 54. You said 48. Luke, yeah. Yeah. Somebody said 54. I said 54. There we go. Yeah. I said 6700 if we were confused. That was No, we we know you 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 Okay, rev limiter to weight ratio. I'm actually offended. 
definitely finish. I don't well, think I carry a thousand pounds of beer in there with me. I mean, you no, might. I was, I was thinking it was the extra shafts. You just kept the broken ones with you as like a trophy. All, so all eight or nine of them. them. <laughs> 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 Look at my trophies. Exactly, I break that well to hey, the with the driver. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's his opener. Yeah. He pulls up, opens the opens the door, and shows everybody his his broken shafts. <laughs> yeah, you <don't> like that? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of surprised, um, really? especially given my rig's weight. I was expecting less. Yeah. Uh, my rig. I would say rig, less. My rig's at 53 without yeah. driver in it, so it's I'm like sorry. 55 with driver. Um, that's not even counting like a spare or tools or any of that shit. That was just wet weight. My rev limiter to weight ratio is way off. My uh, my weight outweighs my rev limiter. So, yeah, what's seven thousand divided by fifty two hundred? Like one point two or something. Uh, Google will tell us in a second. <laughs> also, what's a factory four limit or four liter rev limiter? Uh, you look. Oh, oh fuck. is it five oh. or is it like? Uh, the minus 40, like 47, 48. And then it starts, it starts like just going stupid. Like 4,800. 4,800 RPM? Yeah. No, uh, rotations of the raccoons in my asshole. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. The fuck else am I talking about? This, this has gotten spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my <laughs> Okay, yes. Yeah, so my 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 rev limiter to weight ratio is way off. I don't know what it actually weighs, but it's it's definitely creeping up on six, unfortunately. So yeah. we got a bunch of thick girls around here. Mm-hmm. It's fat, and it's not even. It could be fatter. Yeah. Uh, so the factory rev limiter is at fifty two hundred RPMs. What year though? Because this guy says his Renix revs to fifty seven hundred, so where are you getting your information well, from? Well, Renixes are stupid, and that's well. Did they even have a rev limiter? Rev limiter on those? I thought the computer was one of like fucking PDF? sticks. Here's one that revs to three thousand. So Luke, well, I that's think you need the... to show your show your work because buddy, you're coming. <laughs> that coming dude does, that, that, that thing is broken. Man. Y'all all sound like you're plagiarizing a high school. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what y'all um, all sound like. So that was just Google. Um, and my rev limiter to weight ratio is 0. 0.094, so I need to improve that to get into the 1.1 1. 1, uh, range to be cool again. Mm -hmm. I think That's this has to be like the open opener question for all new guests is what's your rev limiter to weight ratio? Uh, <laughs> I think you can start with what's your rev limiter set and then you can go from there. Well, yeah, no, but uh, I think if we just open with, with the just ridiculous question, there's going to it, it it'll be uh the comedic like value will will pay for itself. So that's how we Sorry, my bad. You should be sorry. I I am sorry. I will an XJ, dude. Like yeah, I don't need to get much worse than that. Mm. Although um, it sounds like you know the frames don't last much longer than unibodies. I could at least if I'm patching together a unibody, I feel like I'm doing something. If you're patching together a rainbow frame, then I don't know. Yeah, you you kind of feel like a a reasonably productive human being if you work on a unibody, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like 
I'm fixing something that's dumb. If I have to fix a frame, it's like, well, it shouldn't have broken in the first place. That's the whole point of it. So. Well, I'll, I'll just go back to my original point. You're not wheeling hard enough then. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll admit I could wheel harder, but, you know, it's... I'm trying my damn to steer. That's all right. It's not much. I heard work. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Cody. I was going to say, it's not much, but it's honest work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, I can't criticize the barrel roll champion. So, you know. Who's that? Grumbo Hero got uh, three quarters of the way to a full barrel roll. On a fucking flat ground. It was basically, eh, the video makes I'm it look flat. flat. <laughs> it was yeah. not a hard obstacle. He had a, he had a bad bounce, right? You know, he, it was an off day. A bad batch, yeah, you know. He had a bad bounce where the rear tire landed in a hole, and the whole Jeep... No, it wasn't even that. I was just pissed. I wanted to be more on the right, and Anthony wasn't spotting me, so I was just going wherever the fuck I wanted, and I was just... It was this tiny little boulder. It wasn't anything crazy, like... Like something you just go over on a blue trail and not think anything about, but my rear end was in a hole and I ended up loading the suspension up completely and then I went up and because it was a tiny obstacle that I wasn't expecting anything, I wasn't on the clutch or in reverse fast enough to do anything and it all happened in like two seconds and boom. I'm on my side. Hilarious. He was just minding his own business and then he's on his roof and he's sitting with the driver's side up. I don't know if I'm the barrel roll champion, though. It's yeah, only the second time it's been on right the side. Now. Right now, I'm going to be the barrel roll champion. Yeah, I bet yeah, you, I... you you beat me for barrel roll. Well, it's not me. It's, I've, I've witnessed it with my eyes. Oh. But it's not me. So we were at AOP. Y'all been to AOP? Mm-hmm. Y'all, yeah. What do y'all know about AOP? Uh, well, we went and it was dry, so it wasn't really that fun. Okay. Wow. I mean, it was you fun, know. but it like... Uh, it, How much it on didn't... the next side of the park did you run then? Not enough. Uh, well, then that's uh, why you didn't have fun. Yes. Well, I so, live an hour from AOP, so I've been there a couple times now. I'm very jealous of you. So left side of the park, right? You come out of the field, go on the left side. Yep. Right? And uh, you can, there's like that little kind of like entrance, entrance trail on the right there. Yep. Real yep. short thing. When it's wet, it gets super sloppy. A couple big rocks in there. Mm-hmm. So there's one night at AOP, and God dang it, it's probably the one time that I really wish I was recording something. Uh, my boy's in front of me, and he's got a LS powered L- LJ on on forty two traps, and uh, it rained its butt off, and it is sloppy, it is nasty, it is wet, and uh, he's got the front tires up on this ledge, and he did a full barrel roll. He's he did a full barrel roll, never skipped a beat, stood right back on the throttle, and hopped right up the ledge. That's awesome. <laughs> That's that boy right there. I don't know if he knew where he was, but it was it was extremely high. <laughs> extremely well, high. I mean, I feel like at that point you're just you just sort of go over, and if you're right side up, when it's all when when everything's done doing its thing, like why stop? It's still running. That's if it happens, it happens. Yep. Wheels still turn and keep banging. Agreed. Agreed for sure. That's like um. <laughs> fucking we need to have dylan on but dylan waters fucking yep. absolute mad lad awesome dude to wheel with oh yeah 10 out of 10 recommend if you ever get the chance and you know he's going to be at an event he's he's fucking wild dude and we've talked we've never wheeled together though we've definitely oh. we've, we've talked we've just never wheeled together it's never been we've never been able to link up 
if you get him at a uh especially at aop he's fucking wild and the coolest part that i gotta give this guy credit for is he will let you be in the worst possible situation and he will be the coolest fucking dude about it he'll be like yeah you know worst case you flop over and you fall like nine ten feet onto your side but like you got a cage and shit it's cool so I need you to like load it up to rev limiter and just pop the clutch in first. You gotta trust me, and you're good. <laughs> and like, I did that, and the rig fucking hopped, and just like went from being sideways in the trail to the correct orientation in the trail. Pulled the passenger front tire a good eight feet in the air on the way down. And just kind of caught itself. And, like, he's like, yeah, I meant for that to happen. Everything that happened there was just, it was good. Nice driving. Keep going. Well, I mean, that dude's the, that dude's the neutral bomb king. Yeah, you ain't fucking kidding. <laughs> That's savage so luck. He was sitting there in that fucking Sammy just fucking, like, first gear didn't work. Second gear didn't work. And I think he's got a Sammy transfer case in there with some Toyota motor or some shit. And he's like, yeah, whatever. You know, the slickies aren't hooking up right now. I think I need third. Drops it in third. Neutral bangs it for about five seconds and just goes up mouthwash at AOP. Great times. That's what I like to see. It's it's a beautiful thing that you don't get to see often enough. No. Not at all. Not at all. So what do y'all what do y'all think overtime came from? Oh shit. Well, your last name. My guess is your last name. Am I winning? I what? was just gonna go with the fact that that rig has to put in overtime for the fact that like it stays in one piece and I've seen how you drive it. Okay. That's fair. Can you use your overtime to pay for it and it's a mix of your last name? I don't know. That is the most common, I'll tell you that. We got one more. What do you think? Richie? I was thinking you did. You were working some stupid overtime hours, and then left from work to uh, some major event to go blast it. Yeah. Huh. So overtime comes from black. Uh, <clears throat> back in high school, I played. Uh, I paid. I played lacrosse in high school and a little bit in college, and uh, I did faceoffs. Y'all familiar with that? Nope. No. Y'all. Y'all know what hockey is. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Faceoff in hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So, like, I did all the face-offs, and uh, so, like, the fans and you know, the fans in the crowd, my friends and family, and all that stuff. Everybody, you know, my initials are T.O. So, my nickname for freaking twenty years has been T.O. And uh, people are cheering T.O. T.O. Right? And like, anybody who was there that didn't know me was like, "What? What the hell? It's the first quarter. Why are they yelling O.T.?" Um, <laughs> so. You know, that was high school, right? You know, I was you know, a good, responsible boy. Um, and then when I got to college, when I got to college, you know, OT became my drunk-ass alter ego. Uh, <laughs> like all the, yeah, I went from TO to, that's not overseas, that's overtime, right? So overtime is purely my drunken alter ego. That's it. This homeboy is blasted. I don't know who he is anymore. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't tell you how many people think it's like a spin on like overtime. 
working long hours, making good money. It's like, no, it's just me acting ignorant. No, it's just your alter ego. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's high quality. It is. Oh, fuck. What was that guy's name with the blue buggy? Blue that reminds buggy. me of him. Um, the fucking Baja Blast buggy. He was at Rap. Oh, not oh, Baja Blaster. <laughs> no, not Baja Blaster, but it just reminds me of him. Is, um, that's an actual person? Is that an Instagram? I believe so. That's like the um, father and hooligan guy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dude. He calls the Baja Blast buggy. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, yes, because it's the same color. I mean, uh, we've of. been talking about Baja Blasting for years, and I hate for it to be circled up with that, but, you know, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. It's five-slot hooligan, you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking, he's a blast to wheel with. That thing's fucking cool. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, on the trail. I know he just he finished it recently. I haven't seen him on the trail yet, though. Yeah, I think it was his first or second run. He came up to Roush with us. And he kept Sam and Burtis occupied for quite a while. Yeah. Fucking also, if you get a chance to wheel with Curtis, I can't believe I'm about to recommend him, but he's oh, no. a good dude to wheel with. Um, if you ever get the chance to wheel with him longer than like Railbed, great dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the best thing is, if you insult his manhood, he will roll his shit. <laughs> that is true. Is he or something? What are you trying to say about him? Um, no, you you don't. Know. You really don't want him to roll his shit because then you'll be sitting there and he'll be grumpy as he pulls the plugs because he's scared he's gonna, uh, you know. Yeah, he did that. Walk on, motor. He did that at the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was he so pissed. The starter up. No, he blew the starter up at fucking rail bed. <laughs> like it broke the fucking starter. It locked up that bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he so, he was right to pull the plugs, but I was still gonna give him shit because I, I mean that was very it that. was very responsible of him to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, but it had already broken the starter. That's the <laughs> funny part. Like he got back down there, and the fucking starter's held on by one bolt. And the How did it start? Flopping. We don't know. <laughs> it's probably just because it was hitting the fucking AW four. Probably. And, like, you know, forcing itself in there to start. And it ran the whole weekend like that, but he got back and he texted me some pictures and the ear top ear is just blown off the fucking starter. Oh, jeez. I don't know if there's... If it was starting the rest of the weekend, I don't know if that's correlation there. Um, That could have just been dumb luck. Maybe it was loose. If you don't tighten your starter bolts, it'll do that. I don't know, man. I can't read. Or do math. I'm basically retarded at this point. Yeah. So like, not a big I'm science guy. Huh? <laughs> not a big science guy. No, no science, English. <laughs> probably not math. Uh, <laughs> oh no, you can do some math. Um, I can do four link math, math and three link math. What's I can't the square root of sixty nine? Your mother. Uh, <laughs> that is not nice. <laughs> It hurts my feelings. You asked. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you asked, it's the truth. <laughs> truth hurts. <laughs> it's disrespectful. She is such a nice lady, though. She bakes you cookies afterwards. Hey, look, you, so, you can't call people nice ladies. That's that's not nice. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to hell anyway, so it's all right. That's fine. That's fine. It'll be a good time. That's where the party is. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I got to ask, is there any chance at getting you to Good Evening Ranch for Labor Day? Is Labor Day the one at the beginning of the year? Uh, Labor no, Day is the one September. at the end of the, or September. Yeah. Why are you waiting until next September? Um, because that's when the ride is planned, and we've oh. already started to prep. I mean, we could we could just yeah. like tell them to show up at to the whatever Trail Trash is doing in the spring, because we'll probably be going down there. I mean, so Good Evening Ranch is probably the most common place I go. Dude, really? that place is so fucking sick. It's just such a cool vibe. It's an awesome piece of property. Um, everybody there is is great to deal with. Everyone's just has got such a great attitude, and and it's just it's just a good time, you know. Go go snag a cabin, ride trails whenever you want. Like I you love know, good ranch. My only complaint, and it's a worthless complaint because of the rest of the that. property, is that I can't open it up there. But as far as everything else goes, it more than makes up for one minor bitch. So, yeah. like, that place is, it's wild. It's so fucking cool to go and wheel there because it's like you take all of the obstacles at Roush, right? And you condense them down into a property that's probably one-tenth of the size. So, like, it's just fucking one thing after the next after the next and it's just it's wild oh it's great i mean every obstacle is like 500 yards from the other <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fucking amazing i think it's i think it's somewhere around 400 acres um they got some 440 hmm? 440 acres of fun yep. there okay, you go so it's a tenth the size of roush it's petite but at the same time you know you can go out there and run three trails and kill an entire fucking afternoon just because it's obstacle after obstacle on the set of trails that you're on. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Now, good evening, Rance. It's definitely one of our favorite places. Um, are y'all hosting a ride out there? Is that yeah, the we are. Uh, Labor Day weekend, yeah. that's going to be our ride for that. So, you know, if you've got any people you know that you want to bring up there, uh, right now, I've talked with the owner, and we have a 10-person cabin reserved. That's it? <laughs> well, for now, if I have to change it, I have to change it, and I've got plenty of time to change it. Oh, yeah. We have basically a year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, you were, like, you were like Labor Day. I was like, Labor Day next year? Yep. Yeah, Labor Day next year. We're already planning out that far. Um, so the last ride we did, we actually shut Roush down. It was fucking wild. Yeah, we had quite That's a badass. Uh, were they all? Were they there for us? I, I, I that no. whole right side pretty much was, except for the weird <clears throat> guys in the charger and the. Uh, um, really? I, I was had totally out of 30, it the entire weekend. We had thirty-eight rigs out that weekend. Damn. Uh, I think it was more than that, but maybe. 38 that actually came and talked to us from my keeping track. That's not counting the people that said, oh, hey, we know these people and they're coming down. Mm -hmm. So um, essentially at the moment, it looks like if we keep planning everything and we stay on top of it, we might even be able to book out all of Good Evening. That'd be good. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a wild time. Um, 
and like I don't know if you follow Naked and Afraid. That's my boy. That's yeah. my boy. Yeah, a good fucking dude. Yeah, dude, that dude's kick ass. I love giving uh, him shit for his double uh his double pillars that he does on his halos or whatever you want to call them on his case. What the double B pillars? I mean, they're cool. Not double B pillars. It's 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 the middle build nodes. No, yeah, the dude. I love him. And he can build nodes. He just chooses not to, and it makes me mad every time. But there's he's a high quality human being, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's awesome. Oh, yeah, I love him. Dude. And love his him. cage work, other than that, is really fucking cool. Every time he does something, every jeep he's got in there, I'm always. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Now we met up always with him at a shit. Um, like two months ago. Yeah, man, great. He's, he's awesome. He's um, awesome. Cool dog too. That's a big win. Yep. Oh Will, yeah. Willis, yep. Willis, Willis Willis amazing. Yeah, um, I can't say too much, but he's probably one of my favorite parts of Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. That's a little I'm going to text him after this and tell him how you feel about him. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, romance. You got a secret admirer out right here. Dude, I will text him right now that I love him. I don't give <laughs> a shit. Tell him that Overtime loves him. <laughs> text him right now. Let me know what he says. All right, I'm on yeah. it right now. Do it. So we talk about a ride of good in ranch. What do y'all know about decent fours? Never even heard of it. Really? Yeah. That's cold blooded. Obviously, you know a little bit something about ultra four. A little bit, yeah. Not was, much. You know, we're we're up in our own little corner. Nothing. There's. We don't get out much. No, we we're we're getting there. We're trying to. I, I kind of figured Jesus would get out more. <laughs> <laughs> Travels the world. I think Jesus has done the most driving. Yeah, he is. Right. So y'all talked about you got to have you know your little off-road club to to wear where you do because yep. of uh, the situations you're in. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we've learned over the years that we're really not off-road club type people. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. it depends. Like. Off-road clubs have a bad, yeah, you know, they've got a bad rep in most places, but there's some pretty badass off-road clubs hey. in in New England. I will only vouch for New England because that's the only I mean, place I know. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's plenty of off-road clubs that actually wheel. Uh, but when you look at a lot of them, you know, it's it's just not what we're into. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? You know. Yep. I, I encourage people to do whatever the hell makes them happy. Right, so I, I will never judge a person for being an off-road club. You might park in a parking lot 93% of the time in your Jeep's life. That's cool. Nope. Um, you might run small trails. That's cool, too. I just I want everybody to go have fun with the rig. Um, so, you know, I've got a group of probably, I don't know, 15 to 20 buddies that we've been wheeling together the past 13, 14 years. You might even call and, it an uh, unofficial club. There you go, right? You know, the, overtime you know, the, group, club. the group tab might have a name. Exactly. Um, so that's the club name. It's decent fours, right? You so you, obviously you've heard of ultra four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you know we're not ultra, but we're you know we're pretty decent. <laughs> so we went. And, <laughs> you know, we're just a bunch of drunk idiots, really, when you think about it. But like, we went and snatched the uh, ultra four logo and uh, converted it to decent four, <laughs> and. Um, like I've got, we've all got stickers on our rigs because you know we're big club guys. Yep. Like we've got, we've got flags. Anytime we go to like, a lot of times we go to AOP for like the Ultra Four race or stuff like that. And honestly, knowing those guys, I am completely shocked we have not received a cease and desist yet. <laughs> um, 
I, I swear to God, it's hilarious. We got T-shirts with it, is, it looks awesome. just like the Alter Core logo. Decent oh, ones. No. We got stickers, T-shirts. We got flags. Like we're out here just acting ignorant, like a bunch of hooligans. And um, I mean, I've known people who've gotten cease and desist for decent force for much less. I mean, for Alter Four for much less. Damn. Um, but uh, what I would encourage y'all is that. Uh, ooh, we could definitely have a podcast with the squad. Oh, I would encourage y'all for some reckless activities because the boys are some some hood rats, and it is very interesting. We're gonna break the fourth wall, if you will. And um, right now, we need to get caught up, so something like that would be absolutely perfect. Um. And then on top of that, Sam just texted me back and said, oh, shit, you have him on. And he's a good dude with a That's heart. My boy. That's my boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I 100% encourage, if y'all want to get some rowdy jokers on here and hear some good times, we'll get the squad on here. 100%. If you want to start floating that boat, we will make time for it. I like it. I like it. Um. You know, we've also got it's on the back burner and still working up to it. But um, I'm gonna break the fourth wall again. We have some 4,600 class boys that want to come on and talk with us about how stock class is currently. We also have fired. We also have a three-time ultimate class X Rocks champion coming on in two weeks. Oh my god! So, I, was, I forget what we've got. Yeah, yeah so, many so cool people. We're stretching our little tentacles out and touching all corners of the United States. So it'll be pretty cool. Tentacles. Up I like it, boys. Like Maybe it. think of uh, GTFO, the touchy feely guy. Yeah, yeah. I'd, the, I'd the, that the blue collar off road tentacles. <laughs> Just reaching out. We got all the fucking jellyfish now. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. There's like three or four people involved in finding other people to talk to. It's it's wild how the process begins. Um, <laughs> you know, like you'd think we'd be more on top of our shit. About that. Uh, but to keep breaking the fourth wall, though, I think it was Jason Ramsey that recommended you, and then mm-hmm. Cody broke the barrier on that and started talking with you about it, and I finished the setup on it. Heck yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's weird, but it's been super cool because you get to actually meet your heroes, and for once, it's not been shitty. Wait, wait, we're, wait we're, we're, ta- we're telling this guy he's a hero? I don't You're my hero! I've got pretty nice hair right now. I've grown it out since y'all met me, but mm. I don't think I'm anybody's hero. I don't mean it like that, but I mean like <laughs> the cool dudes that you know you followed on Instagram or Pirate, and you actually get to sit down and talk with them. It's kind of cool. Now I respect that. The... Sorry, go ahead. No, I respect that. I mean, I was I was just out of town this past weekend at a uh, at an oyster fest, and um, same kind of deal. Not even off road, and you know, with you know, with some friends, and and ran into this chick that that she knew, and. It's like same deal, right? It's like just they're into the same things. It's this chick they knew on the internet, and it's like 
it's absolutely insane when you look at social media and whatever hobby you're into and you, know, you, you follow these people, you know, you message these people that you've never met in your life. And then it's like, you know, I've probably got, I've probably got a selection of 40 or 50 friends now that I know purely from the internet where you come across them in real life. And it's like, Oh, what's up, man? Oh, what's up girl? It's like, it's like, and you're, you're almost, you're not best friends, but it's like, it's like, I know you. It's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely insane to think about. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I know Colton listens to this, so he gets a free shout out. But like, we went down and we met Colton at Good Evening Ranch, and he's IBGP in '95 on Instagram. Dude's fucking funnier in person than he is. Oh, he was he was a riot. I my yeah. only regret is we didn't wheel with him more. He's got this tiny little TJ on 37 BFGs, and that thing just goes everywhere. Jay, he's still on Leaf Springs. Yeah, you look at the thing, you're like, That's, is that going to work? <laughs> Y'all got me pulling him up right now. He follows me and I'll follow him back. I feel like a bad person. Oh, man. No, he's a good time. He's All right, Colton. Dude. Hey, hey, Colton, I'm going to give you a follow back, dog. Let's slide. Let's go. <laughs> Done deal. Um, like, Done he's got good evening every couple weeks and the dude just knows that property in and out. So like Graham and myself finished fixing my rig cause it showed up broken. And Typical. we just went out and ran a bunch of stupid fucking lines following him around. And then we went through the Creek trail with him and you know, cripple Creek is not hard, but it's nothing to sneeze at either. Well, hold on a second. Did you make it up the, uh, the big part of cripple Creek or did you take the bypass? Uh, you mean that ending bit? That's all Not slop, or no? It's kind of like I'm what two thirds of the way through. The where you have two options, you can go more to that right line, which is a couple big boulders and a ledge, sort of, or the left no. line, which is bouldery, or that's all the way at the end. Oh, uh, is it the one? <laughs> the one with rocks or the other? Yeah, one is rocks? is it the one with the ledge on the like the, the, the mud rocks? ledge on the right? All right that are there rocks and not rocks? Like, uh, yeah. so is it dirt trees rock or is it rock tree? Dirt? <laughs> oh, it? Like rock it. tree Actually, dirt. It's dirt rocks rocks. Oh, uh. <laughs> there's three different lines, and I, and, I mean, I mean, I watch, I watch Gridsack not make it up, but that's not, that's not anything I could talk about. <laughs> the Great American Crawl might suit y'all. <laughs> um, hey if it makes you feel better in that particular section if it's the one i'm thinking about you reference i don't it, know i i thought uh, i do but apparently i don't with, like, part 50 of the, trail. the 54 inch uh, mickey thompson's is what he's referring to no i don't uh, think his rev limiter to oh, weight oh, ratio oh. is correct that's no that's no, no 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 i'm retarded uh luke was referring to the trail not the guy that he was making fun of never mind sorry Made fun of. I'm a nice person. I don't make fun of nobody. Yeah, we don't. We're we're, we're nice we here. Don't do that here. We're all nice Christian, people. <laughs> Christian Minecraft server. Right <laughs> if you're referencing that section, my rock slider caught me from flopping, and the video on it doesn't do it justice. But it's fucking hilarious because I'm just riding up and down my rock slider, trying to get like some form of traction. No, I yeah. think that's further down. That's like first half it's like, it's like it's barely past halfway on the main trail like when you like starting from the bottom coming up there's there's a dirt hill on the left there's a what doesn't appear to be too rough but it's just it's where the rocks are positioned and it's always wet 
so it's a freaking bitch to get up. Mm. And then there's like a new, but if y'all haven't been there a lot, there's a new like kind of bypass to the right, which doesn't feel like a bypass because it's still like an uphill climb with rocks and things like that um, to go oh. around it. So y'all might have not hit. So, yeah, no, we definitely hit that. Uh, you know the left side that you were referencing there? Yep. You know the rock pile in the middle? Yes. Uh, that rock pile in the middle? No, 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 it's a log. The log it was the thing that fucks everybody up. The sure. log is oh, moved. Wow. Yeah, Unless that's log, not... I removed the log. I think uh, we're, having a, we're having a failure to communicate. Yeah, I don't think, you know... So right, how about so, how about next Labor Day? I take y'all to the, the big hog section. We we put the rigs on. I mean, we went Dang through it. the whole trail, so it's frustrating that we can't figure out what fucking spot it is. But uh, okay, so you know the section oh, where there's the three lines <laughs> leads out to the bypass on the left, and then if you keep going on the right, uh, you go up the waterfall. If you go up the middle, you go up the waterfall. I'm okay. over this. I'm over this conversation. Me too. I feel like I made the joke. We will Luke, figure think, it out later. I made the <laughs> okay. joke, Luke, saying that you guys are literally talking about dirt rock trees. Well, it's all the same, right? Forest. You're going up yeah. the up the stream, or you go to the left or the right. Which what spot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, we we were out there one time, and we ran Cripple Creek, and uh, we were with the uh, y'all know who Fab Fours is. I know of him. Right, the grumper bumpers and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So we were at a good evening and uh Fab Fours is owned by two guys. They're I mean they're cool they're cool dudes. And they've got uh super badass buggies. Um both uh, they're both on forty two reds. Um I mean they're bad to the bone buggies and we ran crippled with those guys and uh you know, it's our normal well, some of our normal crew and then Couple pieces of shit XJs. Sorry, guys. I, I apologize. But um, all right, sorry. They all are. You know, it's you know, it happens. Shit boxes. We just lovingly mm. refer them to as that. Mm. And like, homeboy, boot like a radiator line, and we're just out there having a good time. We don't care about nothing. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm at the point in in my wheeling, you know, hobby, I guess you want to call it that. Like, I don't, I don't need to go hit the biggest thing to have a good time. I don't need to go hit the biggest obstacle i don't need to make it up but i mean I'll, I'll put the pause on i'll try it but like i'm just i just have a good time in the woods right so i'll wheel with guys on 33s i'll go guys on 42s i'll go guys on on you know 54s if i have to you know but it's like we're just out there have fun and we're talking shit to each other because you know everybody likes to talk shit to their boys and uh those five four guys <laughs> looked at us at one point Allegedly, we uh, exceeded their ability to accept us, and they were like, "If y'all don't talk, t stop talking shit to that guy, we're leaving." Jesus. What? Like, we, we throw He's sticks and like dirt He's on probably people. Like, they can't make shit up when they can't make it up an obstacle. I mean, there's there's also kind of a fine line that we dance hard as fuck on as we're talking <laughs> shit, though. You know, and if somebody's soft, you might you might step over that line, and like mm -hmm. it's not my fault that I'm crossing that line when the ten other dudes behind you were like they were laughing as I was talking shit to them. So <laughs> it, we'll never forget the time that I was fucking sitting at Kish's getting denied, bouncing rev limiter and fucking putting on a smoke show. And Graham throws a fucking rock through my fucking open fence. <laughs> the time they were just cut to shit. It bounces off of the inside of the fender, off of the fucking hatch, and makes this ridiculous fucking clang bang noise. 
So I let off, and then Colin throws a stick at my windshield and yells at me that I'm a pussy. <laughs> yeah, you're taking too long. You know, if you got a bunch of sticks and shit on your on your cowl that you you were taking too long. Yep. Yeah, pretty much what it comes down to. Fucking Dan uh, is bad about that. About, about sticks are taking sticks? too long. Yeah, throwing shit up at rigs. Uh, Speaking of throwing shit, uh, Sam replied with, after you said that's my boy or whatever the fuck it was, double hard eyes, kissy face, and then a bunch of gay gay pride flags and um, one of those eggplants with uh, a couple squirt emojis. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, dude. So he, uh, you know, he was out at AOP when we were there for the uh, the Rain of Rocks event. So. he he wasn't in it, but uh, he was out there with us, and we had a good freaking time. That dude's awesome. Yeah, that was the first time I had met him in person. But uh, big fan of Sam. <laughs> I I sent him a little message after you told me, and uh, I told him he was a nice person. So. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. I got to go and bother him some more. We've got some shit we got to do to my rig before I go and uh, do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not trying to cut anything short. We're coming up on over two and a half hours. Um, We're about at two and a half on the dot. Oh, really? All right, sweet. So my timing wasn't that bad. I agree with Um, you, Luke. I was going to do it if you didn't, so. So, Mr. Overtime, what does your drunk alter ego tell you that we should finish this off with? Mm. And where can we find you on social media? Hmm. Well, the problem is that I'm not drunk, so overtime's not here yet. Oh, that's the problem. Okay. okay. I know. Maybe so that's next hard. time when we get the hooligans on. Yeah, we'll get the whole squad on. And I, dude, I, I texted the group chat. I said, you know what? I sort of thought about this ahead of time, but you know, we do Taco Tuesday every now and then, and beers are cheap, so we'd slide on six or seven brews deep, and that that'd be a good time. Um, whatever you boss. What do you say? I'm scared, but aroused. Are you? A little bit, yeah. I think we should end it on the worst trail carnage you've seen. And I would like to know from y'all what that is. And I'll tell Ooh. y'all. And we'll bounce it. We'll bounce it to the limiter and end it on that. Bodily harm or, <laughs> or vehicle <laughs> harm? I mean, in, in the spirit of... Uh, Keeping it positive, let's skip like personal injury because I've seen some okay. pretty powerful things. So is so is Graham. Yeah, Graham. Yeah. So is okay, Graham. I'm glad we can. We can I'm skip gonna, I'd be that. happy to talk about him. Uh, no, yeah, no, I I agree. Let's let's not talk about bodily harm. Exactly. Uh, Much be, love to my boy Jack Davidson. Glad he's doing okay. Um, but yeah, let's talk about rigs. Yeah, let's be smart and safe and just break the rigs. Ooh, smart and safe. Ooh, uh, you know, you know, as, as smart and safe as we can be, you don't die, you know? Don't run people over, don't do fucking stupid shit that so kills I'll, people. Also, I'll don't start... light on fire. That's the most horrifying mm, thing on mm. the planet. Don't, don't, what? Light on fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's fire rough. is the, it's the only thing that scares me in Wheeling. It's, I agree, Perfect. I agree. I'm fire and crush injuries. Oh man, this, right. got, mm-hmm. this got pretty pretty. Let's rigs, people. Uh, I guess so fire. I'd rigs, say, but. 
I'd say my worst, my mine's pretty fucking lackadaisical, I guess, more than anything, would be Colin ripping his knuckle off. That was, that's probably my, like, that's most like a multiple, it's happened multiple times. The kid should just carry a ball joint when, kid. When, when would I have seen anything worse? Oh, somebody uh, cut a hole in their sidewall. Uh, <laughs> no. Damn, how like, did we get here? I not we another MTR. Physical dismemberment. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah, no, I, ruthless. <laughs> but no, the sidewall, not sidewall. Sorry, the uh, the knuckle ripping off. Other than that, I mean, I haven't seen anything too fucking crazy. Nothing. No, I mean, I guess I'm pretty fucking lame. I don't know. I haven't seen much, to be honest. Uh, I think I'll volunteer my Roush carnage. No, uh, that was pretty decent. It limped on the... I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking about the... Uh, what was it? Two years before that? I enjoyed where... the term decent. No, what, what about... It doesn't have to be your rig. What about the whole yeah, Trail no. Ninja bullshit? Trail Ninja bullshit definitely qualifies. That's, that's up uh, there. Yeah. When your entire ass end rips out, uh, that's pretty significant. I forgot about Brad doing that. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I guess that's that's, but we didn't see it though, you know. We like, didn't, we but Luke, the Luke only one technically saw uh, that. So I had to buy a balaclava because of it. So yeah, that was decent. It, it scared him so much he had to ride with um Sam with Sam, Sam the rest of the time. Um, <laughs> well, he also owed him the rub and tug on, on yeah, true, true. Throw, you know. yeah. Wow. So, he had asked for it beforehand and I had agreed and then I had kind of blue balls them by hopping in with Brad Prater. So you know maybe oh. that that and Luke felt that guilty and so when he saw his chance rig ripped in yeah. half. Time to like get, I tell you, know, you if, if you hop in a rig with an L S and a blower, you don't have to worry about blue balls. <laughs> um the only other instance I have besides Brad's would be when I launched a upper control arm and the rear shackle mounts uh, through the frame at Roush uh, for one of our Labor Day beatdowns. I think the uh, most the most impressive one I saw it was the short side tube on a 0460 um, ripped off of the differential casting and started rolling down fortunately we were not incredibly far from the the trailhead but this thing you didn't there was no no magic moment that made this thing break i swear i mean we dropped off a a, a ledge this is with rob craven who we've actually had on the podcast with his old jacket buggy when he actually he just welded it back together and it was fine so we don't know i mean i don't know exactly what happened um as didn't far as why that broke, it, it doesn't. In. Hmm? Didn't he just like beat the thing back in until it wouldn't move and weld around the tube? I think so. But either what it was amazing. when it happened, right? We were going, and then suddenly he was like, "My steering feels weird," <laughs> and it was like one. It just wasn't operating right. And I was passenger, like I'm completely oblivious. Like I don't know what the fuck's happening, because um, then I can't feel the steering because I'm just sitting in there and there's rocks everywhere we're in a guard we're in a rock garden like you don't feel when the steering's not working from the passenger seat in that scenario so uh we had a couple guys get out and look at the front and they're like oh you've got adjustable camber now uh, and the whole knuckle was twisted down on the driver's side and it just totally ripped out we had like i think five 
big ratchet straps was what it took to maybe less. I don't know. It was actually impressive um, to like get it back into position and then strapping it all so it wouldn't move too much and wouldn't slide out. I don't think we were super concerned about it coming completely off, but you know that was gonna it was gonna mess with his. I think he had air shocks on it, so uh, like all that shit was fucked up to some extent. It was. Uh, I don't know if that's like. It's impressive, and it was definitely unique, but, and I don't, I don't want to do it again. It sucked, but, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the best I got as far as unique trail breaks. I've seen about okay. 20 million, um, MTRs blow up. Bad batch. Ah! Fair enough. Um, so I think on that note, uh, make sure that you keep your rig in good shape. Uh, you keep track of, you know, your welds and everything, because every once in a while they come back to fuck you, like my cross member. Not if you weld them uh, right the first time. I don't know, ripping the unibody out, it's kind well, of Well, cool. it's a unibody problem, it's right. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't do the unibody thing. Don't do the yeah, rainbow well, frame thing either. Yeah, well, they're garbage. Um, and then... that. You know, for the other stuff, I think that it is worth taking a trip to North American Rescue. Um, they sell individual first aid kits for like 220 bucks. They're great quality. I keep one in my rig. And, uh, you know, a nice fire extinguisher also goes quite a long way. I thought that was going to turn into like a rescue a dog kind of thing. You're going to start singing in the arms of an angel. That's where I thought that was going. Look, I I, but yeah, good, good call, man. Good call. Hey, man, you know, no, that's, that's definitely a good move. Um, Cause you know, we're all out there. We only have a good time. Everybody's having fun, but people do get hurt from time to time and things happen. So yep. Dude, um, I, I keep three fire extinguishers in my rig. Um, Fortunately, my rig's only lit on fire a handful of times. Um, <laughs> nothing you know, major, but... I've gotten lucky with everything uh, through my life, but at the same time, I don't know how much longer I'm going to continue to get lucky. So having a fire extinguisher, a tourniquet, and a Israeli bandage... Israel bandage, apply pressure. Hey... <laughs> You know, you might laugh, but those fucking things work really fucking well. Now they do. So, you know, it's not that hard to imagine someone falling and getting cut pretty good or hitting a piece of sheet metal and getting cut pretty good. Just keep everything in mind. Or leave them thing. Lord. And work a little extra. Seeing that, that, boys. Not fun. Yeah, we uh, actually light, light and airy. The kid caught himself, but when we were doing Copperhead in Vermont, uh, one of our one of the guys that was being with us, his kid was running across the rocks and fell on like like a boulder field kind of a trail. And dude, like I'm not a dad, but like if there was a dad instinct in me, it popped out at that moment. Where I was just like, holy fuck! Like I like went to jump, almost like trying to grab him. It was that gnarly. So yeah, you're absolutely right, Luke. Shit happens at crazy times. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> what a note. Bucks. Oh, sorry. What a note to leave it on. <laughs> hey, man, it's two hundred and twenty bucks to get a full-blown professional grade, professional grade first aid kit. 
But I what if we're simple of... men? Like That's uh, fine. There's a song about there that. Someone there's got a fucking idea. Um, <laughs> you know, and what's it worth to you? There you go. We'll end it there. That's where he just cut off. That's, no, we're not cutting off there. You got to keep blasting or something. Yeah, we got to keep no. fucking blasting. There we go. All right. Keep your fucking RPM to weight ratio in, in, in the correct zone. We haven't determined what that is yet. We'll let you know. Man, next I, like, episode. I like how we got all the way to here, and y'all know, never let me tell you what the worst trail breakers I've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, What's your worst trail break? Fuck. You probably Even need some just, shit. I mean, I mean, somebody just cut off the Chinaman recording us. Oh, no, I no, did, no. He's fine. No, he's no, fine. no. We're, we got the main one. I mean, if it doesn't make yeah. it, it doesn't make it, but I think we're good. Okay. So y'all been to Harlan? Yes. Y'all ever ran your turn? No, but no. I blew up on, um, what is it, the main entrance? The main entrance? Yeah. What is so your what? turn? I I mean, if I if we did it, I don't. I don't remember it. Your turn is like a long, like creek style trail, um, which the farther you go up it, the bigger the rocks get. And then the exit of your turn, um, years ago, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, it was the exit was possible then. Um, it is matured to the point where I don't know where it is today. But last, I mean, last year, the exit to your turn was, was damn near impossible. You had to back all the way out and get on a bypass. You know, a couple of years ago, I um, I took my YJ up there and ripped a front ring and pinion out of it. Um, oh, been there. And, you know, of course, it was the first day, like when y'all saw us last year. And uh, I called up my boys at East Coast Gear Supply. They overnighted me a ring and pinion. And I, oh, nice. I put it in. I put it in and hit, you know. I hit, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the big trick? Lions. I hit Lions Den by noon the next day. So, you know, that was hype. But I think the worst corners I've seen was on your turn. Um, where it's my buddy Chris's rig. It's a uh, S10 Blazer. S10 Blazer, full, fully tubed out. It started as a full body rig, full tube chassis. And exo cage and all that stuff and then he cut the front end off and tubed it out cut the back end tubed it off but he stuck that thing up there and my man's got a uh dynatrack 60 in the front he's got a dynatrack 80 in the like rear bling bling shit well well here's the deal though is these things are like military issue dynatrack so allegedly they don't exist on planet earth oh. um, they have serial numbers that don't exist and they were you know, acquired for a low low price so that's big hype <laughs> so he freaking he's blasting your turn. We're fucking ripping it, right? And uh, we, uh, I think, I honestly think I was in my TJ that year. Um, I don't even know if I had the YJ then. Um, no, I had the YJ then. That was like the first year I had the YJ then. But I didn't make it up, and then he came up and hit it, and uh, he was trying to get out the end. And uh, next thing you know, the entire knuckle just rips completely off. Entire driver's side knuckle rips completely off. Freaking axle shaft breaks, knuckle rips off, ball joints break, everything rips. And this thing, I mean, if you've seen the end of your turn, this is no for this is a formidable opponent. <laughs> like, like it is a terrible place to lose a rig in, right? And you're at a spot where you're on. We typically camp at like the Putney Camp Trailhead. 
So I think we spent like eight freaking hours lugging this rig out of here. Um, it took a copious amount of cold beer. Um, there, there was a point where we had to go back to the cabin and get more cold beer. But uh, yeah, freaking this rig had literally no wheel and tire on it, right? So we finally we get like two or three rigs situated. And we winch this thing up out of here, and like you can't drag it because it's got this inner sea just digging into Mother Earth, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not really trying to destroy this big, beautiful, high dollar dining track axle, right? So we end up cutting this freaking tree down with a hatchet. Um, literally, all we had was a freaking hatchet. We cut this like nine inch diameter tree down, um, nine inches. That's a that's a substantial unit. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, I got nothing for that. <laughs> that's that's not right. It's, but we cut this tree down with a hatchet, so we got this like twenty foot log that we put underneath the whole rig and ratchet strap it to it, and we drag this bitch out of here to the freaking uh, what's the trailhead down by waterfall? I can't remember what it is. You know what it's called? No, that's at the no. bottom, right? Yeah, it's at the bottom down there, rail bed. Oh, and, uh, that's tough. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about? So we drag that thing down there, and I was like, "There's no way we're getting this thing back to Putney." Yep. So. We've got, you know, back to IROX. <laughs> this rig's got 42-inch IROX on it. So of course it does. 42-inch IROX, a freaking gigantic Dynatrack custom knuckle, because obviously they couldn't use anything that Ford already created. And uh, they get this custom casting giant Dynatrack knuckle strapped to the top of my buddy's rig. And we're down at the trailhead by the freaking base of real bed. And uh, my boy's rig is there on a freaking giant log we got half of the parts of his front axle strapped to the top of all our rig <laughs> and next thing you know it's like you know what fuck it we're gonna go hit waterfall real bad we're blasting real bad with all the broken parts of his rig on it so <laughs> you know as far as worst trail breakage is um that's the worst corners i've seen that's the longest it's ever taken us to get something off the trail um other than at AOP, uh, when we had a, a fire incident and uh, had to go back the next day and drag a completely destroyed, I mean, burnt to the ground rig off the trail. Oh. But uh, fortunately, my buddy and uh, my two buddies are doing all right. But yeah, that that was pretty crazy. But yeah, straight trail breakage, 100% we ripped that knuckle off and destroyed everything under the sun. And and I gotta tell you, the best part was is we called Don Track and we ordered some overnight parts from Japan, and he wow. put that some bits back together, and uh, and he kept blasting it. So I appreciate that, but that's what I got. I mean, if you pay that much money, though, I expect you to be able to get that kind of shit. <clears throat> well, the funny part was when we were reading in the serial number off the axle. Don Track was telling us it didn't exist. <laughs> Oh no! It's not real. That's not a good sign. That's that. It's like that's fine. Pigeons aren't real either, so it's okay. Right. People lose track of inventory. It probably existed. It, it. I mean, it did exist. It was there, right? Yeah. So I mean, they found us a shaft. They found us some shafts for it, so they must have found some. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just straight up lying. Yeah, yeah, but that was definitely the worst. Our worst recovery happened. We've we've torn so much shit up. You know, we've ripped we've ripped rear suspensions out of rigs, but somehow those were easier to recover than that. You know, we've ripped we've had I've had a buddy who's broken transmissions in half on if you're familiar with Winrock, Trail thirty nine on Winrock. 
we had to drag that thing all the way out from halfway up to actually big hill climb. Well, well that's the thing about the southern wheeling is like you're the distance you have to go to get to some of these places is so far. You blow your it's shit crazy. up, you're fucked. <laughs> like, you're crazy. in for a night. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was there was an incident at the Rain of Rocks where I may or may not have had to recover a rig, but like I said, we can't talk about that unfortunately. But yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. In we'll time, we'll, beach, we'll, 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 we'll watch it. Story for next time. Yeah. 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 We we got to get the boys on. We got to get the gang on because. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all would enjoy the hood rat shit they got to sell. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, your recoveries are reminding me of my stupid break after break after break after our um our rail bed incident. We uh, we've talked about that way too many times uh, at this point, but yeah, it was quite the thing. I I blew a brake line, no big deal, whatever. Down one brake, yeah. blew my ring and pinion literally ten minutes later, uh, on a stupid obstacle, um. And then I nearly rolled it down that exit hill, uh, blew the one of the last functional tires out. So I essentially had two tires on one side with no no brakes to that one tire, and it was, it was just a mess. <laughs> it, it was bad. Luke's Luke's girlfriend will not. She was riding with me. She won't night wheel anymore. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm not interested. I'm good. Yeah. Hard yeah. pass. <laughs> good times. Fortunately, it drove out under its own power, but it was, uh, it was, a, it was a. Uh, hey, so real quick, Colin Bates just called me, and he says hi over time. Uh, hope you're doing well, and that you put on a good show at Real Bad. Hell yeah, appreciate that. Hell yeah, we just yeah. like to have fun, man. We just like Hell to have yeah. fun. You definitely we really do. just like to act ignorant and pretend that real life doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> Don't we all? So, by the way, Graham, fuck you. You've literally traumatized her to the point that she doesn't want to go wheeling anymore. Oh, uh, she can relax. Maybe just relax. don't ride with I'm... me anymore. Ride with Cody or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's I, just... I, I know. I was going to say, bro, I, I've had lucky saves. That's about it. I've been told my shit enough. <laughs> ride, with Kate. ride with Kate. Ride with Kate. Alrighty. Um, Alright, we're dragging this on here. Uh, I know. It's all about it. Yeah, let's uh, keep that keep that ratio of whatever the hell it is. Oh yeah, rev limiter, rev limiter to uh, what weight was it? weight ratio. Yeah, yeah, rev limiter to weight ratio. So keep that in the yeah. optimal range. We don't know what that is yet. You tell us and keep blasting. Yeah, keep fucking blasting, boys. Hey guys, Cody here. Just wanted to hop on and kind of fill you in on the last little bit there. So we just spoke to Overtime Garage and or on Instagram, Overtime. Uh, that is O-B-E-R underscore time. If you guys want, go check out all the stuff that he does. Fantastic dude. I love that we chatted with him. I think that his stories and how he talks and holds himself is fantastic. And if you guys do as well, go check him out on YouTube. That's Overtime Garage. And go check him out on Instagram at Overtime. Thank you.